With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone. As we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. What do you have to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. What a great sports talk radio night. How you doing tonight, Torres? Arnie Spanier, it's good to be back, my friend. I am well. I hope you're well. How was the honeymoon? The honeymoon was great, but I'll tell you yeah. what. There's a whole Don't new- go into too much too much details or all of a sudden the show becomes X-rated. So yes. Slow down there. Does the what is it after 11 p.m. the FCC lets us say some <laughs> words that we're not allowed to say before 11 p.m. Now all I'll say is um it was it was a really fun trip, but I was just telling Brian Noah and Ephraim who were in the studio uh with me here is that about Monday or Tuesday you could really feel okay, football is getting close and as fun as as much fun as my wife and I were we're having it was time to get home and get focused on football well you get a little itchy because once you go on your honeymoon of course all the big news breaks once yes. you're not around you know that don't you well if for people who don't remember uh the night of my wedding was the night that Kawhi leonard broke at you know 2 a.m eastern time <laughs> and so i missed that one and then i'm sitting there in the hotel bar watching florida miami and andrew luck retires insane how yeah, that's kind, stuff- of, that's, yeah, that's kind of a big story when you go out, <laughs> out of the way, you know? How come this stuff doesn't happen when I'm here? You guys get, you and Chris Plank get all the good stories. Uh, we were cracking up when that happened. Look, it is a busy day, a busy sports talk radio night. You want to get into the show, real simple. You can tweet us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. A lot to get to. Matter of fact, the game going on right now, Oregon and Auburn. Oregon, I felt, has been dominating this game. Um, By the way, Justin Herbert went down 
um, when he went knee to knee with one of the defenders, he is okay. So it looked at first it was going to be serious. But right now, Oregon hanging on to a 21-20 lead, less than five minutes left in the game. And I got to tell you something. I don't know if you saw this. It was 14-3. Oregon had the ball late first half. They were going in to make it 21-3. They fumbled. Uh, it turned into Auburn three points. It should have turned into seven. And that kind of changed the momentum of the game. Uh, Oregon should be dominating this game as far as I'm concerned, uh, Aaron. Even before that, second possession of the game. They score on the first possession. They're driving on the second possession. There's still six, seven, eight minutes left in the first quarter. Yeah. Touchdown pass in the receiver's hands. He drops it on third down, missed field goal. So Oregon has, and I'm not exaggerating, Arnie, and I know you agree with me, they've left about 14 points on the board that were just gimme. And so, yeah, Oregon fans will be sick to their stomachs if they can't hold on to win this game. And they've already, you mentioned the kicker, he's missed the field goal, um, and they already changed field goal kickers in the middle of the game. So Oregon hanging on. Uh, to that one-point lead, it's going to be, what, a big third down for Auburn. We'll keep you updated let you know what's going on right off the bat before we get into the late games and what happened in the top 25. The Dolphins had a big, big trade. You know, of course, I got on Twitter. Um, I said, should the Dolphins unretire number 13's Dan Marino uh, for Tua? And getting a lot of response on that one. Um Torres, well, even though they don't have the number one pick yet, you know? I think they might as well just bring Dan Marino out of retirement and give yes. him another year to pad his stats. I mean, <laughs> it's obvious they're not trying to win, so why not you know, make it a little Legends game and uh, bring him back? But uh, it is wild. All uh, We were obviously all focused on college football today, but oh, the, yeah. the, the amount of NFL news that came out was staggering today. And of course, we'll get to that also. Um, let me just start with this, start, start with something simple, because I told you this actually two weeks ago um, when we started getting closer to the start of the season for college football. We, we took a look at the game at week zero and saw a little of, of you know all Florida's playing Miami. But I told you, week one's matchups, and there's been some good games. And, of course, I've enjoyed this Oregon-Auburn uh, game. But for the most part, there's been a lot of dog games, a lot of non-interesting matchups uh, that really didn't get you into it. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think the matchups were great, but I think the results were pretty good. I mean, we had a wild upset, Tennessee losing to Georgia State. I want to keep saying Georgia Southern, not that it matters. It's still a school. Well, it's a school that isn't Georgia that Tennessee should never lose to that they lost to. We have, by the way, Wyoming beating Missouri right now. So I'll say this. The Duke-Alabama game was interesting for about a half as as basically Alabama's, the entire starting lineup was suspended for a quarter. (laughs) So I know the matchups weren't great on paper, but I feel like it's been a pretty entertaining day of football for the most part. I think, look, it, it, it's not like putting Daytona as your first race. I uh, I understand that, you know, like starting with your Super Bowl, but give me a little bit more umph. Work with me here a little bit. Don't, don't, don't give me just Oregon and Auburn as my only, for the most part, top 25 matchup. And, you know, no appetizers, um, you know, no side dish, uh, no baked potato, um, nothing, no potatoes are grinding. You got to give me something. Work with me, Torres. 
Well, I mean, I would say it's a it's a it's a yin and a yang thing, right? You can't have amazing matchups every team no, every week. But at least start off with something. Let's get it going a little bit here, you know. But I was gonna say next week yeah. we got Texas uh, LSU. LSU. We no, got... not really. I, you didn't know this. LSU's already won that game. Oh, real? Uh, yeah, you, know you didn't know that. LSU, like... they, they're gonna win it going away. They're gonna smack Texas around like Texas, like a redheaded stepchild. But we'll get to that also. Well, I I like Texas. I like. LSU going into that game, but now I have to reconsider now that I know that you, that you picked them. So that's kind of mortifying, actually. So, but I, but, but but so we have that game. We have Texas A and M, Clemson. In a couple weeks, we get Georgia, Notre Dame. Uh, tomorrow night, we get Oklahoma, Houston. So listen, I'm not going to try and sit here and argue that we got an incredible slate of games in right, week one. Right, right. But I will say, all of the top teams for the most part are playing somebody good. Uh, it's just not in week one. It's week two, week three, week four. You know, just kind of taking a look at some of the top 25. And like I said, if you want to comment, we're getting a lot right now. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. Ohio State got out to an early lead. Um, nothing great second half. Obviously, their their offense is looking real strong. Gave up 21 to FAU. But uh, for the most part, um, you know, Justin Fields, I thought, was pretty good. They, you know, they pulled back a little bit. Didn't want to show anything. He had four touchdowns. Um, I want to see a lot more of Ohio State. But I'm not going to say they're in midseason form, but obviously they look damn good. No doubt about that. How about this, Arnie Spanier, for the gamblers that are listening? Yeah. Ohio State was a 28-point favorite coming into this game. Right. They were up 28 nothing. With After six, the first, yeah. With six minutes to go in the first quarter. Right. Six minutes to go. What is that? Nine minutes into the game, they were up 28. They were covering the spread, and they somehow did not cover the spread. By the way, uh, as we talk here, Wyoming has just pulled an upset over <laughs> Missouri. Not a great day for the SEC. Yeah, but See, uh, that... That's that's what I'm talking about. When you have to talk about Wyoming and Missouri, it wasn't some there wasn't a lot of good matchups in week number one. When you're giving me that, it's still an upset. It's still yes. Missouri, Mr. Kelly Bryant. We got to get him a championship ring, participation wow, trophy. Wow, look at yeah. you jumping out there. You couldn't wait to get to that, could you, Kelly Bryant? He ain't getting no participation trophy for this game. I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah, you concerned about Ohio State since the, after going up twenty eight nothing, they were pretty much outscored twenty one seventeen the rest of the way. Uh, no, I don't know that I'm worried just yet. Yeah. Like uh, I said, they pulled back a lot after that first. They pulled back a lot. They were, they did seem a little bit flat, but that's natural, right? I mean, that's what happens to a lot of teams. And like you said, a lot of teams take their foot off the gas when they do get up big early in games, as we kind of discussed. A lot of these teams aren't playing marquee matchups and all that. And so even in the Alabama game, Tua, your boy, my future Miami Dolphin, uh, was out by the end of the third quarter. So I just think it's one of those deals where Ohio State let their foot off the gas. I don't think it was a great look uh, for Ohio State. I'm sure their fans wanted more out of that game. But as we're seeing today, just take the wins where you can get them because there's a lot of unhappy Missouri, Tennessee, maybe Auburn fans here in a minute uh, that would just be happy to have a win. And Ohio State was a team that won comfortably. All right. One update. Oregon just punted, I believe. Auburn going to have the ball right around their own 30. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. They went to commercial too quick, but Auburn will have the ball uh, right around their own 30. Uh, I'll try to get you time left, about 221 left, and it's going to be actually 
Um, I'll try to get your yardage, but about 220 left in the game. 21-20 in favor of Oregon. This one's going to come down to a field goal. Auburn's got a damn good field goal kicker. Um, even though he's missed one, I'm not feeling too good uh, if Auburn lines up for a short one. We'll see if they can uh, that Oregon defense could stop him in uh, getting in the field goal range. Uh, yeah, and I, I think obviously this is a fascinating game. And the, the narrative right now, the story with this game, Oregon had this game. They dominated the entire first half and, like we just said, left so many points on the board early in this game. Uh, it, it's just one of the, I mean, this is what makes college football great. It also makes it infuriating if you're a fan is this was a game that Oregon should have had put away a long time ago, yet here we are as Auburn's driving for a chance to, to, to win this game. Yeah, and, of course, the turnovers. That was the killer here. Oregon with the big turnover, as you mentioned um, you know, they, they they screwed up a touchdown early in the first, and then, of course, right at the end of the first half, um, they fumbled the ball going in when it was 14-3. That would have made it 21-3. Whole different game if they go ahead and punch it in there. Real quick, what did you think about Alabama? You mentioned a lot of suspensions, but that was only after the first quarter. Um, it was still, uh, you know, a, a pretty close game um, into the third, but then it was all Alabama after that. Duke, not Coach K couldn't do anything for his Duke Blue Devils after that. There, Torres. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> look, I thought it, it, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a solid effort by uh, Duke early on. I, yeah. Alabama just has so much talent, and the crazy thing is they had four starters suspended. Their best defensive player, by the way, is hurt and out for the season. Right. So the fact that that they can just so easily win these games as all these others are struggling, it shows you just how dominant they are. But after that first quarter, they completely controlled the game, looked really good. All right, uh, it was fourth down, and they and Auburn got a horrible mark. They're going to have to measure this. We'll see if they got the first. If they didn't, they've lost this game. If they do get the first, um, they'll keep the drive alive, and it'll be first down. So I'm um, interested to see exactly how they'll uh, look at it again. Matter of fact, they'll have to see. He got a horrible mark. I don't know what the officials were looking at. Unless there's some, ooh, maybe he is right. We'll have to wait. Speaking of horrible, already span your ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. Yeah, you know that's why I wouldn't make a good official. I've told you this before. Because you're blind, you can't see. Or yeah, either that and bad and, judgment. You know, what is it? All wow, of the above. No, I'm kidding. Wow. It's good to be back. I missed you. Look at that. You get done with the honeymoon, and you're right there with the insults. I bet you enjoyed that Arizona loss to Hawaii. Did you not? Huh? I was in Hawaii, and I watched it on TV like everybody else. Uh, it was a good game. I mean, you know, I, I thought. Uh, I thought there was a little bit of an overreaction to the Pac-12 because Oregon lo- or because Arizona lost that game and UCLA lost on Thursday to uh, to uh, to who is it Cincinnati? Yeah, to Cincinnati. Uh, Oregon obviously could hold on to win this game. Utah looked good. USC looking good early. I thought it was a complete overreaction, but I know somebody that wasn't overreacting was you, Arnie. I'm sure. Oh. How, how does it feel to know that your team season is over before Week One even starts? Well, my my biggest fear is that Arizona runs the table. Goes like twelve and one, and they keep us off the championship because we had the loss to Hawaii. You so think that you think that could be the difference? That's that's the big controversy this year. Is yes. it twelve and one Georgia who just lost the SEC championship game, or twelve or and Arizona. one Arizona? It's yeah, it, so. it, I give you credit if yes. uh, you will certainly be the only one calling yes. for that if yes. uh, if that's what I'm, happened. I'm calling it now. Nobody else in the entire free world or non-free world. Is, is calling that, so you remember that. All right, off and running, first segment in. Auburn did get the first.
first down. We'll keep you updated on what's going on there. Ryan Fowler will stop on by, uh, talk some Alabama. There's a talk show down there in Tuscaloosa. We'll see how he thought Alabama looked. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier on a busy Saturday night. You want to be part of the show? That's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Auburn scored a late touchdown, now up 27-21 with nine seconds left in the game. They were setting themselves up for a field goal, and they decided to go for the touchdown. They get the touchdown, now up by six, nine seconds left in the game. Um, What a horrible loss by Oregon. Uh, I don't know if inexcusable is the right word, but they were up, for people who are just joining us, second possession of the game, they were up 7-0, Drop touchdown in the end zone, then missed the field goal, then later in the game, as you referenced, Arnie, had a uh, fumble inside their own red zone. I, I, I don't know how you lose that game. I really don't. Um, well, maybe we're a little quick on that. A bad kickoff, and Oregon runs it all the way back to, I believe, what the Auburn 35-yard line. Too bad they're not within a field goal, because they're in field goal range right now, I believe. So wow. they'll have one uh, halfway decent shot of trying to pull off uh, a miracle and trying to win this game. Well, no pressure. Justin Herbert, supposedly the number one pick in the draft, supposedly going to be your future Miami Dolphin and make a play. No <laughs> not pressure. so sure about that. Yeah, I'm not sure Dolphins made all those trades uh, to get Justin Herbert, to be honest with you. I think there's another couple of guys they had in mind, one in next year's draft and one in the draft after that in tank for Tua or lose uh, um, for Lawrence, I think. 
You can tank for Trevor too. Whatever you want to do, I would tank for Trevor. <laughs> I would tank for Tua. Whatever, whatever one you come across. But yeah, no, those guys are both uh, phenomenal. But we'll see here. Yeah, Herbert throws it out of the end zone. So Auburn wins it, twenty-seven twenty-one. It's going to be a final. Auburn wins it. Horrible, uh, horrible loss. Uh, for Oregon. So uh, that one certainly does sting. If you want to comment on that, uh, feel free. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. The Pac-12 is horrible. Oh, my God. I'm embarrassed. So? I'm, I'm embarrassed uh, to be a Pac-12 guy at the University of Arizona. Uh, Arizona losing to Hawaii. Um, UCLA, not that bad of a loss to Cincinnati. That's not shameful. Uh, at least Stanford beat Northwestern. Cal struggling against UC Davis. But the, the Pac-12 just not a very good conference. Um, I'm keeping my eye on the late games. Washington State leading New Mexico State and USC leading Fresno 14-3 right now in the first. Yeah, I don't think it's over. First of all, Washington's pretty good. Oregon, uh, I know you think Arizona's going to run the table and win the Pac-12. <laughs> Oregon certainly showed today that they can play with – man, they – Arnie, th- that game, I'm just sitting here thinking about it now. I know we're going to go back to the Pac-12 in a minute, but yeah. they had th- they completely dominated that game. Oh, I-, I would be so sick to my stomach if I'm an Oregon fan right now. They controlled the line of scrimmage the entire first half. They were the significantly better team. Somehow don't end up winning that game. No, and you know, people said they have to win, you know, the saving grace for the Pac-12. Pac-12 is really looking down now. People are frowning. On the on the Pac-12 and the way they look right now, and it, it's kind of embarrassing. At a once powerful conference, now people always talk about, well, they're not even going to be one of the, uh, you know, the conference left on out when it comes to the four-team playoff already. Well, I think it's a little early for that. First of all, I don't even know if you know this, Arnie. I actually picked of all teams Utah to make the playoff this right. year. Oh, you knew that. Okay, you've been yes. paying attention. Finally, it's about finally. time. Yes, finally paid attention to you. But look, Washington's good. USC's not going to make the playoff, but I think they'll be improved. I don't think they'll be an embarrassment to the league like last year. But listen, I think the top three or four are pretty good. I mean, I'd put it this way, Arnie. Nobody in the in the Big 12 knocked anybody's socks off. Iowa State almost lost today. Texas was fine. Oklahoma will see tomorrow. But it's not as though every other conference is looking phenomenal. Michigan didn't look great against uh, Middle Tennessee in the Big Ten. Ohio State we talked about a minute ago. So it's not as though the top of any of these leagues, except maybe the SEC with Alabama, LSU, and Georgia, have looked all that good so far. I right, we'll get into the Dolphin trade in a little bit, just brushing up on some of the other top 25. I actually enjoyed the Iowa State-Northern Iowa game. Again, not a sexy matchup, but uh, when in the overtime, Northern Iowa almost pulled it out off. Iowa State um, should be ashamed of themselves. It was a great effort by Northern Iowa, but Iowa State should have won this game easily. Did you really? Did you say you enjoyed that game? Actually, did. Why you didn't? Well, I it know was a tough lot to of watch. Didn't watch it. Yeah, there was a lot of people well, that probably didn't watch. Well, that I one. I watched it because I'm a company yeah. man. It was on FS1, but. It was tough to watch. I mean, you know, the final score was 29-26, but that was yeah. after three overtimes. Right, it right, was right. 13-13 going into the first overtime. So it was a tough one. Iowa State wins. They're ranked, uh, and we'll see. I think next week they play Iowa, which is a big rivalry game. So we'll see in that one. But uh, I wouldn't call it a pretty game, but you know what, though? Nobody remembers how you win, just the fact that you did win. Nebraska fans couldn't be happy today, even though they won. Um, they struggled against South Alabama, uh, and Martinez not with big numbers either. I keep waiting for this guy to, you know, is this guy the real deal or what? But once again, Nebraska, wait till they play some real competition. Um, n- not a strong performance against South Alabama. 
I was a little unsure of what the Nebraska hype was about. Now, they won their last four four of their last six last year. They finished four and eight, but they won four of their last six. And everybody was going crazy like they were going to win their division. And, you know, they're probably not Ohio State or Michigan, but they're right on the next level. I just never bought it. I think, look, you know, Scott Frost is a good young coach, but it's going to take time. This is a team that struggled last year. As I said, they started 0-6. I I didn't see what the hype was. Uh, I think they're a fine team. I think they'll probably be 7-5, and 8-4 maybe, but I I just didn't understand the hype about them coming into the season. All right, we'll do the rest of the top 25 later on. We'll go through the late games. Um, The big news in the NFL, though, the Texans uh, finished the trade with the Dolphins. Laramie Tunzel, wide receiver Kenny Stills. They go to the Texans. Texans send first-round draft picks in 2020 and 2021. A second-rounder in 2021. Offensive tackle in Davenport, a cornerback uh, in uh, Johnson. uh, But Massey, if I got that right. Um, But other than that, it's really all about the draft picks, Torres, and trying to set up for, as I mentioned, tank for Tua, or lose for Lawrence, you pick, but Lawrence um, isn't going to come out until the year after that. Uh, I think. Listen, I think it's smart. I don't understand why more. I understand the NFL is kind of a different animal than, say, the NBA, where in the NFL, in one year, things can change so much. But the Dolphins know they're not catching uh, the Patriots. They know they're not even close. And so to me, go ahead and rebuild. It's great to have an elite offensive tackle, only if you got a quarterback to protect him. They don't. They're building for the future. They picked up a bunch of draft picks. They're going to be in position to be really bad in their own draft pick, potentially be number one overall this year. I'm with you, Arnie. I think this is a good day for the Dolphins. I know people are being critical of them in some some regards as far as trading the guys that they did. I think it makes perfect sense. I'm surprised more teams don't try to do this kind of stuff. Let me ask you this, though. What am I supposed to do about football this year if I'm a Dolphin fan? I'm actually a Dolphin and Giants fan, but we'll get to that later on. What am I supposed to do as a Dolphin fan? Just suck it up? Drink a lot before the games and say it's going to be a lousy year and just suck it up for the entire year and and hopefully they get the number one pick? What am I supposed to do this year? So what's the alternative? Just trying to be 6-10? No, well, well, you know, if you didn't trade those guys, you're saying 6-10. and 10. Are you off a game or two? Maybe you're off a game or two. Maybe they're an eight and eight team. Maybe they're a nine and seven team if if the breaks go right. Maybe there's an injury somewhere. It's not like they play in the toughest division or anything like that. You know, okay, six wins, seven wins. You say maybe they're eight or nine. You know, now they got to stink and and win two games this year for me. Now, I just think that the alternative is. I just don't get you know that you're you're light years behind the Patriots. You know that Tom Brady has a year or two left. I don't understand what the problem is. And I think most fans understand it. By the way, the Dolphins have been really bad for really long. So this year isn't really they made the playoffs a couple years back. Yeah, but they weren't really a contender. Come on. Yeah, I'll uh, take know, that though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Will you take well if the alternative is going two and fourteen this year and getting Tua, doesn't that sound a lot better than going six and ten and being the exact same team next oh, year? The, the only thing I'm really concerned about is do we unretire Dan Marino's number thirteen to give it to Tua? By the way, great news is a quick and easy way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. It only takes fifteen minutes to see if you can save fifteen percent or more in car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you can save. Let's check in first of the night. 
See what's trending with our buddy, Steve DeSager, who I wouldn't give him the night off tonight. What's going on, DeSager? <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. You know, hey. you could say Auburn kind of saved the evening for the SEC. Because let's review, Tennessee did lose at home in a shocking upset to Georgia State. Yes, they did. Missouri lost at Wyoming. Also, South Carolina gagged that game to North Carolina. And Ole Miss lost at Memphis. And frankly, and Aaron's right on this, Auburn should have lost tonight. Should have been down by three touchdowns early in the game. And instead, a touchdown pass with nine seconds left beats Oregon in the only top 20 matchup this weekend. 27. Why is Aaron right, by the way? I made that point also. 27-21. Right? Well, like most of the country, I only listen to half the show. Wow. There you go! 27-21. Like by the way, did you notice that uh, you talked about the embarrassment of the weekend for the, for the Pac-12? I have two items to add to that. Remember, Oregon... The quarterback goes out there for the first play of the season. They have to call a timeout before first down tonight against Auburn. And then USC starts its game at the Coliseum tonight, gets a great kickoff return over 60 yards, and it gets called back because there were two guys wearing number seven on the kickoff team for the Trojans. <laughs> That's how their season started tonight. So how about that for the I Pac-12? saw there was a penalty for illegal participation. I'm like, what? What, did somebody come out of the stands and make a tackle? <laughs> I didn't understand what that meant. Well, by the end of the season, people may be coming out of the stands. <laughs> it's uh, final seconds of the first quarter, by the way. USC is winning 14-3 over Fresno State, so let's not uh, go overboard yes. here. But uh, number two, Alabama pulled away for a 42-3 win against Duke today. Number three, Georgia wins tonight 36-30-6 at Vanderbilt. Number five, Ohio State scored touchdowns on their first four drives and beat Florida Atlantic 45-21. Number six, LSU, a 55-3 win against Georgia Southern tonight. Seventh-ranked Michigan, 40-21 over Middle Tennessee. Number 10, Texas has wrapped up a victory, 45-14 against Louisiana Tech. In progress, last minute before halftime at number 23, Washington State. It's Cougars 35-7 over New Mexico State. And elsewhere, we had uh, Iowa with a... FS1 win that you mentioned, and Iowa State had to go three overtimes to edge Northern Iowa. Washington and Syracuse with wins. Number 15, Penn State, 79-7 to over Idaho. And it was Maryland shutting out Howard University, 79 to nothing. Yeah, that was a good game. Mm. The Seahawks acquired defensive end Jadavian Clowney from Houston. Buffalo cut running back LaShawn McCoy. 49ers running back Jarek McKinnon will miss another season. He needs another knee operation. At the U.S. Open in New York, number one Naomi Osaka swept Coco Goff, the 15-year-old American, in a third-round match, 6-3, 6 love. And quite a stat from the Dodgers postgame, our friend David Vassay, the host on our L.A. flagship, KLAC. The Dodgers lost at Arizona tonight, 6-5. The loss to Clayton Kershaw, first time, David says, in Kershaw's regular season career that he's lost a game when the Dodgers scored four-plus runs. He had been 116-0 until blowing the early 3-0 lead at Arizona. Who gave that stat? David Vassay, Dodgers postgame. Wait, wasn't that guy my producer? David Vassay has been there a long time. He was my producer for Christ. Look what I turned him into. Sometimes people go on to bigger and better things. Wow. St. Louis Cardinals swept a doubleheader from the Reds while the Cubs got shut out at home 2-0 by Milwaukee. So the Cards are two and a half games up on the Cubs in the NL Central. Yankees homered in the 11th to edge Oakland 4-3. And we have an update on Bob Davey in 10 seconds. We're back after a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. 
Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Bob Davey was Notre Dame coach 20 years ago. For years now, he's been New Mexico football coach. And after their win against Sam Houston State tonight, this statement released from the Lobos. Immediately following tonight's football game, Lobo head coach Bob Davey was taken to the hospital as a result of what appeared to be a serious medical incident. Wow. One beat writer in Albuquerque said it was believed to be heart trouble. An ambulance was at the stadium to take the coach. So again, Bob Davey taken to the hospital following the 39-31 win against him, Sam Houston State in Albuquerque tonight. He is 64 years old and the athletic director says we ask that you keep the Davy family in your prayers. Absolutely. Thank you, DeSager. Our, our thoughts are with Bob Davy right now. As we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, easy to say 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Uh, go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Right to our guest, host of the game on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's Ryan Fowler. Ryan, right off the bat, Tua. Not too shabby, 26 of 31, 336, four touchdowns, but um, wasn't quite the daunting defense of, uh, you know, of a, a major top 25 power that Duke have out there. Well, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, you look at Duke, and they're not a team that you know, scares you defensively. But let me say this. They were throwing some things at Tua, and I think he did very, very well for taking what the defense will give you. Like, throughout the offseason, he would say that, and it would be like, it's like one of those things that your parents want you to do, but you really don't want to do it, but you say that you're going to do it. And right. Tua would be like, you know, like, okay, i got to take what the defense will give you. Well, and he did that tonight. So he actually, he followed through with what he's been saying. He didn't say it with a lot of confidence, but he did do it. I thought he looked really, really good. Uh, just a guy that was going through his progressions, but really taking what the defense will give you is the name of the game. I thought he was really polished. He lost a lot of weight. I thought he had a little bit step faster. I think it's 18 pounds that he's down from the spring. So he's got a little wow. step faster there. And uh, I think he's, he's going to be sitting up for a really nice uh, 2019 season. I think this is just the first start of it. And the first quarter was sloppy. I'm sure you guys are going to give him that. But uh, Alabama was able to give him a knockout punch later in the game. It's a little nitpicky, Ryan. Is there any concern, though, as good as the passing game looked, there were times where the offensive line in the running game wasn't great. Is that a concern, or was that just the fact that two best running backs were out to start the game? Okay, so the early part of that, I'm going to blame it on those running backs because they did something wrong, and everybody in this town reported that they were going to be missing a half. Uh, my information didn't have a missing a half. I had a missing a quarter because, guys, if I told y'all what they did, is y'all would fall over in your chair, okay? And I don't mind saying what they did. They missed a movie. They literally missed a movie. They had a team movie that they were showing, and they get a routine, and had four players, uh, thought they had the night off. They were given the night off. They didn't show up for the, the movie, and uh, they got suspended. Nick Saban is sending a loud message to his players, no BS. No bull cropping around. You either do it my way or you're going to pay some prizes. And those four players actually, uh, they got initially two quarters, but they went out, worked at a nursing home, did some community service. They got it reduced from two quarters down to the first quarter. But it was missed, man. I mean, they were missed in that first quarter. And if Tua takes a hit, let's just say that they miss a block and Tua takes a hit and he gets an injury. You, you go back to the starting backs because they were not there. You had to start a, you know, a true freshman. 
Uh, by the way, congratulations. SEC looked pretty good today. Really, really strong. Yeah, well, ah, I didn't so. Come on now. Uh, come on. What happened to the big, tough SEC? We're 1-1A, one and, one and don't mess with us. That's why we schedule patsies up and down the, the line like New Mexico State and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Auburn didn't get a big win over uh, Oregon. I thought that was a really good game. I thought Auburn was going to lose it throughout the game, and then Oregon found a way to just kind of let that one slip away a little bit. And Auburn, you know, credit those guys. But at the end of the day, you know, you got Tennessee dropping to Georgia State. You got Memphis getting beat uh, by, excuse me, Ole Miss getting beat by Memphis. South Carolina got beat by UNC. Uh, no, no, listen, listen, listen. I got to tell you something. It's not me being arrogant. Alabama is the king of this league, okay? And it's nobody else that's even in the conversation. This is Alabama's league. They'll be there in Atlanta. They'll win the SEC title, and they'll be in the college football playoffs. But it is a one-team league. I don't even, When I look at Georgia, I, I see a great football team, but I don't know if I see a team that, that, that can play with this team once they're clicking on all cylinders. I'll, I'll leave that one for Arnie if he wants to go there on Georgia. I want to ask you about Auburn, though. You referenced them. Um, what is going to be the reaction on Monday or tonight on the message boards? Because Auburn does get the win uh, in a game that they probably shouldn't have won. I guess that's the good part. The bad part is they didn't really look good. They were dominated early, and the schedule is unforgiving. They play Georgia. They play Florida. They obviously play Alabama, LSU. What is going to be the reaction to that game? Is it something Auburn fans will be happy with, or are they going to be more frustrated that they probably should have lost that game? No, I, I think they're going to be very happy that they won the game. Listen, these wins are going to be tough this year with that schedule and, and, and all those quality teams. I think if you could find a way to get to seven, eight, I don't know if you could fire Gus because anything less than that, you know, six and six and even seven and five, I mean, I think you'd be on the hot seat. But the problem is, is Auburn really doesn't have a lot of cash. They're not an athletic department that just has tons and tons of cash. If you need evidence, look at their stadium. Uh, it, it just – you know, it needs a little bit of work. But if you go down there, we'll be going down there in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And uh, Auburn's on a team that just says, hey, oh, yeah, I got $16 million laying back here. Let me throw it at Gus and let me give a buyout. I don't know if they can afford to buy him out. But they may not, they may not be able to afford not to buy him out if things really go south. But I think Auburn fans are going to be very happy, as they should be. I mean, that's a big quality win, and it's a momentum game. You get momentum. And you find a way to, to, to go, but it's going to get tougher. Oregon's not even predicted to win the SEC Pac-12 out there. So uh, it will get different, difficult, more difficult for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Ryan, last thing. I, I guess it's pretty much all said and done. I, the only thing left to do is uh, do, we bring, do we unretire Dan Marino's number 13 to give it to Tua when he joins the Dolphins? Um, what did you think? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the trade yeah. What everybody's saying right now? Yeah, what is it? Tanking for Tua, tanking for Tua. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, I was a big Miami Dolphin fan, but when Nick left, I left. I, I took all my stuff and the way they treated it. And, and so, so I said, forget it, man. If they, if they don't want Nick, they don't want Ryan. I shipped my Dolphin stuff back to the headquarters there uh, off of Davy Road, and uh, I don't have a Dolphin affair anymore. But now, if Tua goes down there, you know, I'm, I might have to go find me a hat or something to kind of pull for the Dolphins. But listen, this kid's a big league kid, and I've watched him grow up right in front of my eyes. He's setting records each week. We go through the notes package. And if you guys follow me on the Twitter, I've been putting them out. Uh, I mean, the records are falling here like, I don't know, uh, uh, like the New York Stock Exchange uh, right now. 
I love it. All right, Ryan, always appreciate it, my friend, and enjoy the win. When, when's that tough New Mexico State game coming up? So I know you're going to be worried about up, that They're one. coming up. They're coming up Saturday. Man, we're going to be ready for those guys. They're going to call them. <laughs> Don't How many? ever take the the New Mexico team. They, they, they got tremendous players. I mean, they got great. I mean, Nick Saban's going been- to have our – You've been hanging out with Nick Saban too much, man. You're starting to sound like him. Oh, they're they're the toughest team we've ever seen, and that pass rush, and now you're just making stuff up. Yeah, you're making stuff up. Hey, but I'm just glad to be on y'all's show talking college football. Happy college football to all my college football brothers out here, man. We love CFE, CFE, and CFE, and Man, I've, I've, I've had a great day and a great weekend, and I'll continue it, man. I always often be up with you guys. All right, thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it. Ryan Fowler, everybody, host of The Game on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So he's happy. He'll probably be a little nervous for that New Mexico State game. I, I know that's going to be a tough one. We'll yeah. obviously have to get to that. All right, we'll come back. We'll update the late scores, get more into the top 25, more on the trade that the Dolphins did. Lots to get to. It's a busy Saturday night. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Well, the first hour just cruised on by. Thanks to Ryan Fowler for stopping on by. Alabama gets the win. I really don't know what to say about them. I know they struggled through the first half, but the suspensions, um, I think they were just uh, just not rusty, but just just trying to feel their ways through the first half until they got back to players. 
And then uh, once the third quarter came around, they, they shifted it in the, in the second gear. And give Duke credit for hanging around, but it really wasn't much of a game. Alabama was just too strong. You know what the other crazy thing about Alabama is, is in addition to the suspensions, and as we said, the best defensive player they have who's going to be a first-round draft pick was lost for the season this year. They have 10 new assistant coaches on their mm. staff. They basically have an entirely new coaching staff and they just walloped Duke like it was nothing today once they got everybody back. And they were talking about it a little bit during the game, but I just find that so fascinating is that the the coaches changed. Kirby Smart left a few years ago to go to Georgia. Jeremy Pruitt left to go to Tennessee. They continue to come and go. Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban just continues to pile up win after win after win. Now, what did you think of the Tennessee loss? One of the more, um, shall we say, embarrassing losses in uh, in today's football action. I mean, almighty Tennessee. It was supposed to be a new start, and this was going to be a much better year. And they just go ahead and lose to Georgia State, right? Right, 38-30. Um, a game where, really, you didn't even know who was the Division One team and who wasn't the Division One team. Uh, embarrassing loss for Tennessee right now, and and I'm sure Clay Travis not happy about that. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, Clay, the Tennessee fan, yeah. There's nothing to say, man. And you know, listen, we all know the history. They were one of the best programs. 20, 25 years ago. Arnie, I, I know I'm not trying to show my age here and, and you know, kind of compare to yourself, but when I was a kid, yes. Tennessee was every bit Clemson, Ohio State. Fulmer. Yeah, the way that Clemson yeah. and Ohio State dominate now. Every year, Tennessee 10 and 2, 10 and 1, 11 and 1, 12 and 1. And to see them this bad, it's one thing to lose to Alabama or Florida or Georgia. Right. Georgia. State. I want to keep saying Georgia Southern. I can't even remember what team they lost to. They're so obscure. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I actually, you know, I legitimately feel bad for that fan base because at a certain point they were every bit as good as these elite programs, and now they're just a total laughing stock. Oh, I could imagine what the Tennessee uh, faithful is saying right now, uh, especially because you knew it was going to be a tough game. Right at halftime, it was only 17-14, and Georgia State pulled away in the second half. Um, and boat raced them in the fourth quarter, Georgia State, uh, give them a lot, a lot of credit for what they were able to do to go and beat Tennessee. Tennessee's going to have a lot of soul-searching because it's going to be a long year for them again. Fan base won't, won't, won't accept losing at this rate and not to a Georgia State. Not at all, and obviously with the SEC schedule, they still have Georgia, they still have Florida in a couple weeks. They actually play BYU next week, who who for played Utah reasonably tough. It, it's one of those, if they don't fix some things that need to get fixed, this could get out of hand really, really, really quick. The SEC schedule is unforgiving. That was one, man. you got to win that game if you're Tennessee. Absolutely. All right. Almost, we, we were just crushing our one. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. So you might as well get in now. We'll get you ready for hour two. We'll wrap up the top 25. We'll get you ready for week one of the NFL. All kinds of stuff next. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. What do you have to do? Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. You want to be part of the show? Real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll take your tweets. You could start with is the SEC just a tad bit overrated with what they've done today? 
considering Tennessee was embarrassing. But I guess the big game today, Torres, Oregon, I was going to say, puts up a good game, but they go down and lose to Auburn, a game that they uh, is dominating a little too strong, a game they had in hand. I wouldn't say that because it was a 21-20 game at one point um, in the fourth, but a game they should have won, I'm thinking, and they just let this one slip right through their fingers. Well, they were dominating it for a time. I don't think that's an exaggeration to say, as DeSager referenced in the first hour, uh, they were up 7 nothing, driving to go up 14 nothing, dropped a uh, touchdown in the end zone, end up having to kick a field goal, missed the field goal, so there's seven right there. Yeah, but the big fumble when it was 14-3 was the big one. Bingo. So they they fumbled basically on the goal line, and it was returned like 90 yards for Auburn. By and, the way, great job catching it from behind, and, and instead of getting the touchdown, they had to settle for a field goal. That was unbelievable. Yeah, but it didn't end up mattering because they lost no, the game. I just, it was just a great hustle play, though. Let's, oh, let's give him credit, yeah. You like effort. Okay, I respect that, Arnie. I respect that. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's one that I think Oregon, I think it's going to take a long time for them to recover from this one because that was one, you had the game, you were dominant. This is the other thing too, right? The the Pac-12, fair or not, has this perception that they're soft, they're not tough, the SEC's big and fast and strong. Oregon was dominating both lines of scrimmage in the trenches. They weren't just, they, they shouldn't have just scored more points. They were dominating the game. And so for them to lose in the fashion that they did when they were up 21 to 13 going into the fourth quarter, Auburn scores 14 straight to end the game, just devastating. All right, let's talk about two teams. We probably didn't watch the whole games because they dominated. Um, I watched a little bit, um, but Penn State just clobbered Idaho 79-7. LSU clobbered Georgia Southern 55-3. I don't know if you read anything into those, but I'll tell you what I do is I read that, and I thought this before the year started, uh, this LSU team is just absolutely so strong. Um, I love Joe Burrow, the quarterback for LSU. He had a, a, a good game, but once again, it was only Georgia Southern. Um, what is he going to do against Texas? I can't wait for that matchup. I love this LSU team, though. Five touchdowns passing. I didn't know this, Arnie, but apparently they're calling Ed Orgeron now. They're calling him Spread Orgeron down in LSU <laughs> because they're throwing the ball around. It only took him 40 years to get into a, a 21st century offense. But, yeah, five touchdown passes for Joe Burrow. Obviously, as you said, we're going to find out a lot more about them next week when they play at Texas. Right. But for a team that for years has struggled on offense, hasn't been able to put up points, I know it's only Georgia Southern. I agree with you. But it's a great first step if you're an LSU fan tonight. Uh, you make anything about Penn State, and they rushed all over Idaho. They had over 300 yards rushing. Uh, matter of fact, they had over 300 yards passing. Uh, you know, Again, it's Idaho, but uh, this isn't uh, your dad's Penn State team. Uh, they certainly could put points on the board also. Well, I think it's a good sign only because their quarterback was basically playing the the for his first game basically ever. Obviously, they had the kid Trace McSorley last year, and then the guy they thought was going to start ended up transferring. And so I think it's a great sign for Penn State just because you had basically a first-time quarterback that had never really played major college football before. So uh, Idaho, don't know what that competition looks like in the big picture, but in the small picture, I think it's a great sign, to be perfectly honest. Well, I guess the saving grace for the Pac-12, now that Oregon lost to Auburn, even though there was a few other victories out there, nothing to write home about, uh, one of them was Stanford, and that was uh, just a 
uh, talk about a defensive battle, kind of an ugly game out there, but uh, and also an ugly beat if you bet uh, Northwestern. But Stanford, I, I would say, with a pretty decent win, um, beating Northwestern in this one, 17-7. A great defensive effort. Kept the Wildcats off the board uh, until the fourth quarter in this one. Otherwise, they would have gotten the shutout. Yeah, yeah I, I'll be I'll be diplomatic and politically correct and say, uh, you know, it was great defense. It was a little tough to watch, though. I'm not going to well, lie. If it was the academic ball, it'd be uh, for yeah. the championship. But <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. By the way, USC just threw an interception in the red zone. So USC looking a lot like uh, USC of, of uh, last year, 17-10. I didn't mean to interrupt there or change the story here, but there's only like two games on right now on TV, and that's one of them. USC was driving in and turns the ball over. Um, otherwise, um, Georgia, who got out real strong, uh, today against Vanderbilt, and I was like, wow, this team's going to run. They had people all over the place. They had, like, the three backs deep. Jake Fromm, not a great game. Well, like 150, 160 yards passing. Georgia wins it. Um, once they were up 21-6 at halftime, that was an ugly second half. They took a lot off. Didn't want to show anything. But I wasn't all that impressed with Georgia, to be honest with you. So I had a thought about Georgia yeah. while I was watching the Ohio State game. So Ohio State's quarterback is Justin Fields, who started who started his career at Georgia. He played right. at Georgia last year. Right. If you remember, Arnie, last year they kind of always felt like they had to put Justin Fields in the game, and there was all it was always these weird, awkward moments. If you remember the SEC championship game, they put him in for a fake punt that basically cost him the game. But I bring that up because Justin Fields looked so good today. Yes, he did. I wonder, do you think it was one of those deals almost like Tua and Jalen Hurts a few years ago where maybe the backup was was really good and they were just afraid to lose him and that's why they kept playing him? Because I just remember last year it being so awkward when they would put him in and then the kid ends up transferring. He looked really good today. I wonder if that was part of it. Well, you could say the same thing about Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. And then you're like, well, is Kelly Bryant the real deal? Um, what did you think about his performance? We didn't get a chance to talk about that with Missouri today. Um, you notice he's a he's a very good quarterback, but when you're not playing for Clemson and have the blue chippers around you, um, you don't look like the you know uh, the best quarterback in the world. You know what I'm saying? Nothing against the youngster, but uh, you know it, it, it always helps when you have that one ch- uh, A talent around you. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I'll, I'll listen. A Missouri fan doesn't want to hear this, but here's the bottom line. Wyoming is a weird place to play. It's the highest elevation in all of college football. They probably thought they were going to walk in there and dominate, and they fell behind early, and they were playing catch-up from here on out. But I, I do also agree with the fact that Kelly Bryant— like had a good game, great game, actually. Yeah, like there, but there's a reason, to your point, why he lost that quarterback battle. Trevor Lawrence is really, really, really good, but Kelly Bryant is kind of limited. That was kind of an interesting narrative that kind of emerged in the offseason was that he was going to be this big difference maker for Missouri, and he still might be, but I do think and I do wonder if part of, uh, you know, part of the narrative is exactly what you said with the idea that now that he doesn't have elite talent around him, he looked pretty average tonight. You know, everybody said, okay, the, our sleeper, and I've seen this with a lot of people saying that their sleeper, the Texas Longhorns. Watch out for Texas. This is the real deal. Sam Ellinger, they got a good defense. They win today over Louisiana Tech 45-14. They looked good in the first half. It was 24 nothing. Matter of fact, it was 31 nothing at the end of the three, and they dominated Louisiana Tech. Um, did they show anything on this? Are they tipping their hand? 
they get LSU next weekend. I still don't think they're on the same level as LSU, but you can't really tell from the Louisiana Tech game that when they beat them today, 45-14. Yeah, and Louisiana Tech scored all 14 of their points in the fourth quarter. Uh, LSU, or excuse me, Texas's backups were in. Listen, next week they do have the advantage, they being uh, Texas, of being at home, but it's going to be a completely different level. And, and I'm I'm with you. I don't know what to make of this. Uh, it's interesting because Texas, you look at them, they had that great season last year, 10 wins, they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, but they lost a lot of guys off that team, a lot of guys that we're now seeing play in the preseason in the NFL. And so I know we all know Ellinger, but I do wonder about the guys around him, if they're going to have enough next week with LSU, in the future with Oklahoma, things like that. Look good tonight, but there's still a lot that I need to see from that team. But of course, the big matchup, the game everybody was waiting for, and it didn't disappoint. Um, Auburn beats Oregon 27-21. They get a touchdown, I believe, what, was it nine seconds left in the game? Bo Nix, you can say what you want, how great this kid's going to be, but it was still making his first start. 13 of 31, 177, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, did have some good runs, but it's going to be a learning experience for him. Justin Herbert, uh, I expected more out of him. Yeah, 28 of 37 looks good on, on paper, but still less than 300 yards passing and really didn't do a whole heck of a lot in the second half. It's interesting, Arnie, because I'm, I, you know, obviously we all follow different people on social media, but a lot of the Pac-12 people that I follow were kind of saying coming into this game, and I agree with them, is that Justin Herbert has a lot of hype, but if you look at what he's done, right? Uh, you know, he hasn't done it against elite teams and elite defenses, and he does have a lot of great wins. I mean, say what you want about Tua Tonga Viola, but he's got a couple really, really nice wins on his resume, even with all the talent around him. And so with Justin Herbert, I just thought that was kind of his moment on a national stage to really, uh, you know, if you want to prove you're the best quarterback in college football and you want to prove that you should be the number one pick in in the draft, he certainly had his little platform or whatever term you want to use to show everybody how good he was. I don't want to say he played bad. I'm yeah, not... I was going to say, did he disappoint you? Did 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 what he do today? make you say, no, 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 he shouldn't be a top 15 pick, or, hey, it was just one game. Did you, are you having reservations about him now because of one game? No, I wouldn't say I'm ha- – well, I, I'm not having reservations because I didn't think he was as good as everybody thought he was coming in. Like, I certainly think Tua Tonga-Viola is better. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is, isn't obviously eligible for this next draft, but certainly I think that he's a better long-term prospect. But Justin Herbert, I mean, look, he had one touchdown pass – and Oregon only scored seven points in the second half, zero in the fourth quarter. I'm just saying, if you're the best quarterback in college football, if you're supposedly a guy that people think can be the number one pick, I feel like I got to see a little bit more out of you. You don't think that's fair? Um, no, I think it's fair. But which, who hurt the loss more? Oregon football to obviously go. Well, you can't go to a a championship now. But who are, who hurt more because of the loss? Was it? Was it the football team or was it Justin Herbert um, in his position in the draft? Well, he's got 11 more games to, to get things right, but I just... Yeah, but people are going to look like you just said. Right. People will look back at the first game because it's the Auburn game, mm-hmm. and they'll say, well, the Pac-12 is down, so disregard what he did in the Pac-12. I think that's perfectly fair. It's one thing to to, to be great against Oregon State or Washington State or... or a- Arizona. <laughs> I was going to say it. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. Listen, oh, just because you and I could throw for 300 yards against Arizona, <laughs> it doesn't mean that... Uh, no, so I think it'll be interesting, and, and I 
I do think that that this will be one where people will look back and say this was maybe the best defense that he saw a year, and he really struggled. It'll be interesting to see if this game follows him throughout the season. But still wasn't enough meat on the bone um, for week number one with the schedule. This was really the only game. Yeah, you mentioned the Wyoming game and and, and what do you stuff got against like the Cowboys. I mean, Wyoming. come on now. This if you were giving this a letter grade, I don't know if I'd give you a C minus or D plus. Were you um, not entertained on, on the today, Ernie? For week one, it's not about the matchups. It's about are you entertained? What makes the NCAA tournament so great? Half the schools you've never even heard of. You've never heard of any of the players except for one or two guys on Duke, and you're still watching. You're still entertained. So why can't you be entertained by college football? The Tennessee game was entertaining. Uh, the the Auburn Oregon game was certainly entertaining. The the there was all sorts of entertaining games. I thought Alabama was entertaining. So to me, the schedule doesn't look great. But if the games are good and the games uh, you know you enjoy them, what's wrong with that? Uh, we're already uh, getting a whole bunch uh, on Twitter, of course. Mike says, I can't wait for the Pac-10, he means Pac-12 championship, when the two teams' records are combined 4-12-8. and eight. What a blockbuster that will be. Maybe they get a Canadian college uh, to join the league. So, yeah, the, uh, the Pac-12 is going to take a hit. Uh, I, they're not going to make the one of the four teams. I don't care what you say about Utah. Um, they're going to have an uphill climb because they're not going to get enough uh, brownie points because of the schedule, because of the Pac-12. We'll see. I mean, you know, it, listen, it, these narratives change really quick, but or they excuse me, they change over the course of a season. But I do agree. This is going to be a tough one for Oregon to overcome. Even if they were to run the table, people are going to say, listen, let's be honest. Auburn is not going to be one of the two or three best teams in the SEC. They're not beating Alabama. I doubt they're beating Georgia. I doubt they're beating LSU. And so if you're now talking about the fourth, fifth, sixth best team in the SEC that just beat the Oregon team that potentially could win the Pac-12, that could really hurt them. The thing that Oregon needs now is to not only win their games, they need Auburn to maybe be even better than expected. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. When we get back, are the Dolphins now in position to get Tua? Where's Melvin Gordon going? And is Zeke about to get signed? We'll get to all that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Artie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Um... Well, this shift, always a lot of crazy things happen. Unfortunately, i got to pass this along. Aaron, are you watching the USC-Fresno game by any chance? We do have it on studio. Oh, jeez. Well, USC's winning 17-10, but that's not the story here. JT Daniels, about, what, 10 seconds ago, has been uh, hit, and he is down. And it does not look good. They've got, what is that, the paramedics out on the field? Uh, the emergency crew out on the field? They're looking at his le- his knees. They're looking at both legs. I don't know what exactly they're doing. He is not moving. Um, again, I, I'm not going to speculate, but he just looks like in tremendous pain. Um, you see what's going on, Aaron. What are your first thoughts when you're seeing this? Not and they I- got him standing up, and he's going to... Yeah. He can't put any pressure on that right leg. He can't put any pressure on that right leg. He doesn't want to be carted off, um, so they're going to kind of have, you know somewhat carry him off, but he can't put any pressure on that right leg whatsoever. It's, it's painful to watch him just see it off the field right now. Well, two thoughts. First of all, your thoughts are with him. Uh, yes. USC, it is a very big season, and obviously oh. – the schedule doesn't get any easier. They play Stanford next week. They play Utah and Washington before the end of this month. Uh, but the other thing that kind of immediately jumps out to me is that they had their backup quarterback lost the job, obviously, because he wasn't the starter, and right. put his name in the transfer portal. And so this was this week. And so I wonder if this kid is going to basically come out of retirement at USC. He hasn't left school as far as I know. Uh, is it going to be the weird, maybe the first one that we've ever seen where a kid puts his name in the transfer portal and tends to leave, and now because of an injury maybe has to come back or, or maybe wants to come back uh, and play for USC? That's obviously down the road, and we're worried about JT Daniels right now, but that's c- a couple of things that come to mind. Yeah, um, they're going to go ahead and look at him under the tent. Hopefully it's not as bad as it may seem, but he couldn't put pressure on the right leg. They're not taking him straight into the locker room, so... Maybe that's somewhat of a good sign. They've got the not even a redshirt freshman. It's 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 going to be the true. He fumbled on the play, so I don't know who's going to come in. Fresno with the ball, but I believe the true freshman from Scottsdale, Arizona, will be coming and taking over for USC and probably um, the rest of the game. There's 18 seconds left in the first half, so um, we won't know until the second half. But um, what a blow for USC if JT Daniels is down for any significant amount of time, 25 or 34. Um, just in the first half alone, was having a pretty good game. 100%. And obviously, you worry about the kids' health first, but this is obviously such an important season for USC with everything. They went 5-7 and seven last year. Clay Helton's job is very much on the line. As I mentioned, next week, Stanford. They play at BYU. They play Washington. They play Utah. They play Notre Dame. It's hard to think they'll win any of those games with a true, raw 
freshman, 18 years old, who's never played at this level. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll surprise us all. I, I can't say I've seen him play in high school, but certainly not the way you want to go into the season. Uh, you know, no doubt about that, Aaron. Well, and that's kind of what I was saying yeah. is the, the, their backup entered the transfer portal this week after he lost the starting quarterback job. And I wonder, I don't think since this transfer portal came in that we've ever seen a kid planning on leaving and then an injury brings him back, especially, by the way, after he probably hasn't practiced in a week or two. I wouldn't be. I don't think that's a big deal, but yeah, no, I just think it'd be it'd be a first, but certainly probably not a last. Is this just kind of the nature of college football right now? Is these kids, as soon as they lose a starting job, they they want to transfer, especially well, that's only in the wait a minute, mostly in the quarterback position. Do you blame them though? It's kind of like being a hockey goalie, like my son. Um, You know, if you're not gonna, and and they usually sometimes share that, but if you're not gonna play, you don't want to be sitting on the bench. Well, I. I don't blame them, and I would also kind of add that this kid's different as well because he's a grad player, so he already got his degree and he can play right away. I do think sometimes it's a little overreactionary. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't necessarily think the case at USC is, and I get the idea that you can only play one quarterback, and if you're not going to play, you're a junior or senior, you want to get out of there. But I'll be curious to see if this kid comes back from the transfer portal uh, to uh, to come back to you for USC. Is there anybody in the transfer portal that can go to USC? How about that point. if they don't get him back? So. If, if they got a grad transfer out there, I would think maybe. I don't know. You know it's a good question. But, uh, yes, we're certainly we're going to see what's going to happen to JT Daniels. I didn't see if he went into the locker room. It's at halftime right now. So I don't know if they carted him in or what exactly happened, but I knew he was in the tent on the sideline, and then they went back to the game. So I'm not sure exactly uh, where it is. Um, but the fact that they took him into the uh, into the tent, does that mean it's not as serious at first thought, or you can't read into that? Uh, I think it's way too early. The only thing I can say is exactly what you said to start the segment, Arnie. He was having trouble putting any weight on that knee at all. Uh, we're not doctors. Surprise, surprise. We're doing radio at midnight on a Saturday. Probably not doctors. So I would say that we don't have the, the knowledge, but simple kind of common sense would say that it probably isn't good. All right. A um, couple things we want to get to. Let's start with the Dolphins again. Um, big trade for the Miami Dolphins and, of course, the Houston Texans. Pretty much the bottom line is the Dolphins send Jeremy Tunzel and, uh, excuse me, Laramie Tunzel and um, Kenny Stills, uh, of course, to the Texans. In return, the Dolphins will get the first round draft pick in 2020, a first round draft pick in 2021, a second round pick in 2021. So that means they'll have two picks, two first round picks in 2020. Uh, two uh, picks in the second round and two picks in the third round. They'll also have two picks in the first round in 2021. They're all in on Tua, and if they don't get him, they're all in on Trevor Lawrence. So, oh, by the way, what did you think of Trevor, Trevor Lawrence's opening day performance? Not some big numbers out there. It wasn't very impressive. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I see kind of both sides of it. I mean, the hype has been so great. Obviously, our new colleague, uh, co-worker Urban Meyer said that he could be the best quarterback in the history of college football before it's all said and done. Um, But, you know, listen, I I think it's opening night. You're raising a national championship banner. You get up big early. They were up 28-0 at halftime. And so they were never not in control 
But I get after the hype, people feeling like if every pass isn't this perfect, you know, uh, touchdown or whatever, that people get frustrated. I thought it was fine. I, I thought he was okay, not great. Uh, but but I didn't take too much out of it, to be perfectly honest. If you have the number one pick right now, you had your choice between those two quarterbacks, which one are you taking? Who? A Trevor uh, Lawrence? Between Tua two? and Trevor Lawrence. Well, honestly, I mean, listen, if you have the chance to take two, no, you don't, you don't uh, pass No, dishonestly, yes, honestly, yes, go ahead. Well, As you're thinking about it, because no, it's a no, tough choice it's, it's, not a t- it's not a tough choice for me. I mean, the, the question really? becomes, if you have the number one pick next year, you got to take Tua. And so, well, but I, that's because Trevor Lawrence isn't available. But exactly. I'm not, but they see, I would that, take that, Trevor come Lawrence. On now, I would take come Trevor on. Lawrence. I wouldn't even hesitate. Trevor Lawrence. Who's, who's going to be? Who's they phrase it like this? Who's going to have a better NFL career? Trevor Lawrence, no doubt about it. I mean, kids. Six. Really? First of all, Tua. With all due respect, he got banged up by the end of last year. He's not big. Uh, he's very. I mean, he's a really good, accurate quarterback. But he doesn't have the arm strength that Trevor Lawrence does. He certainly doesn't have the size, the strength that Trevor Lawrence does. But we'll see. I mean, you know, my big thing with Trevor Lawrence is he just hasn't done it over a bigger sample size. But I think anybody, you know, you don't have to be uh, Joel Klatt or, or Urban Meyer to see that he just looks different out there when he's throwing the ball. I mean, when you put up 35 or what was it, 350 yards against Alabama, 40 something points, uh, it's not a surprise that, that he's getting the hype that he is. I would take him actually. Actually, no doubt about it. Matt tweets and Arnie, please don't express any opinion on what you think about Zeke. Just leave it alone, please. You could discuss it, but don't make any predictions. Oh, I'll make a prediction. That's coming up next. But first, let's see what's trending with the Sager. What's going on out there, the Sager? You know, you mentioned some of the games were, uh, let's just say, better than others. That some were a little harder to watch. Yes. The king of that was the San Diego State game tonight. We were oh, following six nothing. That. That's right. That was their I, opener. I, I, t- I, I uh, sent a uh, text to Brian Notice to tell Ephraim. If San Diego State loses, he has to resign. From now on, if your <laughs> alma mater has an embarrassing loss, you've got to quit your job. That won't be tolerated. Or become the you, new head coach. You and I, Arnie, are going to be out of a job any day now because both of our alma maters are not looking very good. <laughs> Ephraim, well, Hawaii is at least Division One. Ephraim Salam, the co-host of the show before us on Saturday nights, played at San Diego State. Is that a junior college? He was trying State? to find the game. It was only on Facebook tonight. Yeah. And 6-0 was the final against Weber State an FCS school, and Weber State only had five first downs in the game. The Aztecs had a 12-play drive for a field goal and a 13-play drive for a field goal. And that's it. And there were 19 punts combined. <laughs> and the game was, what, an hour long? What was it? Uh, no, they, they didn't have the running clock like some of those blowout high school <laughs> games. Uh, we do have the update. Uh, USC has gone to halftime at the L.A. Coliseum. Yeah, up 17-10 on Fresno State. Injury to JT Daniels. You don't have to be a doctor to say he's not coming back second half. His legs seemed to bend awkwardly as he was tackled by Fresno, and he could not put any weight on the leg as they helped him off the field to the medical tent. Eventually, they got a cart and got him, and he went on cart back to the locker room. For what it's worth, gave a thumbs up to the fans. But so does that mean so that means he's coming back, or just he gave the thumbs up that he was okay? Yeah, he didn't look okay. Put it that way. You, you said it. He couldn't put yeah, any weight, yeah, and he yeah. immediately grabbed for the knee after Ugh. he went down. So. Ugh. And he was, they were using him, overusing him in the first half. But from the first drive, he was great for SC tonight. Wow. He was just in the first half, 25 for 34, 215 yards. Trojans with a couple of turnovers and just the one 
TD advantage. 17-10 at the half against Fresno State. The other game of note still going late third quarter for number 23, Washington State. The Cougars' new quarterback has five touchdown passes. Anthony Gordon, it's 48-7 over New Mexico State in the third. Repeating the news on the New Mexico head coach, Bob Davey, ex of Notre Dame, hospitalized tonight after suffering what the university is calling an apparent serious medical incident Mm. after their home win in Albuquerque against Sam Houston State. He was seen kneeling on the sidelines during the action at one point, hands to his chest, apparent chest pains. So they have asked for prayers for the Davey family. The athletic director at uh, at, uh, New Mexico has... Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In Arlington, Texas, Auburn stole one from Oregon, 27-21. Auburn had trailed 21-6 mid-third quarter, but eventually wins on a touchdown pass with nine seconds left. Alabama and Ohio State got wins today. Georgia and LSU with wins tonight. Also in the top ten, Michigan and Texas got victories. Number 21, Iowa State had to go 3 over overtimes to edge northern iowa 29 to 26 boise state came back to win at florida state georgia state with the shocker win at tennessee the buffalo bills cut running back LaShawn mccoy today he has signed with the kansas city chiefs tonight rumors wow. are that the chargers also gave an offer since they have a holdout running back but instead in the division he goes to andy reed his old coach now with the Chiefs. The L.A. Chargers did reportedly give holdout running back Melvin Gordon permission to seek a trade. In Major League Baseball, the Cardinals got two in the bottom of the ninth to complete a doubleheader sweep of the Reds, and Milwaukee shut out the Cubs today 2-0, so a great day for the Cardinals, and they have another doubleheader tomorrow. First wow. place cards in the NL Central are up two and a half on the Cubs. They were only one game up to start the day. Back to the show in ten seconds. First, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At the U.S. Open, number one, Naomi Osaka swept 15-year-old American Coco Goff 6-3-6 love in a third rounder. And Arizona came back to beat the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw 6-5. Arizona's mm. won six straight games. Back to you two. All right, by the way, the Sega, where's Melvin Gordon going to end up? Where is he going to uh, facilitate a trade to? What do you think? I assume what will happen is they'll seek a trade, he and his agent, and find out, oh, really, we're not as big in demand as we think we Why, are. Why, nobody wants this guy? Nobody's... No, not nobody. At his price, will anybody yeah. want him? Because if the Chargers are offering him nearly double his salary... Yeah. ...of just not Todd Gurley money... Right. ...then maybe he just comes back to L.A. later. Yeah, he should have stayed. Appreciate it to Sager. Uh, we'll hear from the Sager in a little bit. Uh, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. Uh, the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, where do you think he ends up? Uh, a big, uh, not, not a big demand, but there's got to be a couple of teams out there that would want this guy, but probably is DeSager's right not at that price. Uh, it's really funny that DeSager said that. Me and Bershinger were just talking about it uh, in the last break. I am a thousand percent on Team DeSager on this one. I think that this is the Chargers' way of saying, listen, we're offering you running back money that is, right. you know, run, money, money for a running back that is basically at the elite level right below Todd Gurley. And it's not good enough. And you are Melvin Gordon. You are not. And the fact that we're seeing that the Gurley contract really 
wasn't good for the Rams, injury or not injury, we're starting to see that that's not going to work out for them. You know, you can't really hang your hat on that too much, you know? Well, at least Gurley has proven to be productive over the course of his career. Melvin Gordon has played 16 games one time in his career. He's rushed for 1,000 yards one time in his career. He's a fine running back and a very important piece to what the Chargers did. He ain't Todd Gurley. He's certainly not <laughs> Zeke Elliott. And so, I, listen, I think this is a smart move by the Chargers because again, first of all, you have to find somebody that's willing to give the Chargers something for Melvin Gordon, but then you also got to pay Melvin Gordon, and I just don't know who that team is out there that's going to be willing to do it. All right. Uh, Speaking about running backs and wanting their money, I'm sure you heard the rumor now that um, people are reporting, uh, all the NFL insiders, that Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys will reach some type of agreement this weekend. Um, I didn't know you work on holiday weekends, but uh, I guess in the NFL you do. Uh, I, I, I think it's probably going to get done where there's smoke. Uh, obviously, there's fire. Um, I didn't think Jerry Jones really wanted to go into the season and say, well, we have a week scheduled to begin it, and we can start off 2-1 and one or 3-1. and one. I don't think he wants to play that game, especially with all the moves going on with the Texans and people trying to make a run at the Super Bowl, and um, you see other teams getting better. I think Jerry said enough with the shenanigans. Let's get him in here. I believe they'll get it done uh, by Monday or Tuesday, and you're going to see that thing signed, and uh, he's going to get right in the camp. Yeah, as you said, all the reports coming out are that they want that both sides are now eager to get a deal done. Uh, Zeke basically got to take off training camp, which I don't know if that was really what his goal was as much as it was to get a new contract, but I think it works out well. Right. The reports are that he's in great shape. I'm with you, and, and I think – my thing with this whole situation is this: is the Cowboys, and I know I think they're your Super Bowl pick. Is that right, Arnie? I'm, go- I'm going with the Cowboys and my Cowboys and my Kansas City Chiefs. And Zeke is the what is the term? The linchpin. He's the thing that holds everything together for the Cowboys. Their defense is awesome. Their offense is I don't want to say explosive, but it's at least versatile when he's there. They're a completely different team without him. And I'm with you. I think you have a chance to do something really special this year. You don't want to screw around and and maybe go one and two, oh and two, one and one, whatever it is, because those losses can cost you down the stretch. And so I think a deal gets done soon. I'm with you. Something the Cowboys have this year that they don't normally have, and it's the Patriots sy- syndrome. And what I mean by that is, we all, at least I say this, the Patriots, oh, look how tough it is. They play in the crappy AFC East uh, where they go 5-1. and one, They lose to Miami on the road, but otherwise they dominate the division. Maybe not so much this year. Um but this year, the NFC East is kind of like the AFC East. You think so? If, if, well, if it holds the you know to form like we think it is, the Giants are not supposed to be good. The Redskins are not much of a concern. That's a two-team race between Dallas and Philadelphia. And if Carson Wentz doesn't make it 16 games, all of a sudden the two-team race becomes a one-team race. Look, it still could become now between Dallas and Philadelphia, but it's certainly not going to be a hard of a division that it usually is in that NFC East. And I think it's a easier road for the Cowboys at that point, which leaves them a lot more room for the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know if it's quite as easy as the AFC East, and I do think Philly's going to be really, really, really good. Uh, but it is winnable, and there are a lot of wins to be had in that division as Eli Manning kind of transitions his way out. Uh, the Redskins are trying to figure out what they're doing at quarterback with Case Keenum. So I'm with you. I don't think it's quite that easy, but I do think, to your point, the the Cowboys have a manageable schedule at least early, 
And the last thing you want to do is give away a winnable game against the Redskins, against the Giants, the two teams that they start the season against, against the Dolphins. You just don't want to give away wins. And I think that's why it's so important to get all these deals done before the season, specifically, Zeke. By the way, quick comment. Clowney, obviously, to Seattle. Um, does that change anything with you and the Seattle Seahawks? Um, if you thought they were a second-place team, now do they win the division over maybe San Francisco and the Rams? Um, do you think that maybe they're a Super Bowl contender, an NFC Championship contender, or it really doesn't make much of a difference to you? What do you think it does to Seattle? This might be a good question for Bernie later on in the show, Bernie Fredo, yeah, straight out for of the Vegas. odds, yeah. yeah, because I don't think the odds change all that much with a guy like him, but. You know, go ahead. No, and that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say was that statistically Vegas says that while it's nice to have an elite uh, edge pass rusher like Jadavian Clowney, it doesn't change your overall perspective or your prospects in the win-loss column. And so, listen, I think Seattle's a good team. I love Russell Wilson. I worry about kind of the place, uh, the pieces around him. But I, I, I don't think it changes all that much. I do think the defense is going to be more fun to watch, but defense hasn't really been an issue for that organization as much as it is the skill position guys. All right, he's uh, Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to get into the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Um, what happened to JT Daniels? Uh, we'll ask the Sager. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Get a hold of us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. They're starting the second half. It's not going to be JT Daniels, though. I tell you that. It's going to be the freshman from Scottsdale, Arizona, Kendon Slovis. Did I get that right to Sager? I 
I didn't follow my high school Arizona football. I looked him year. up. He did enroll in the spring at USC, so he has at least been around, although really being <laughs> thrown into the fire on opening night. Oh, wow. And remember, once he won the backup job, the other guy left, or some say USC people said the, the coaches kind of helped Jack Sears go into the transfer portal. But wow. anyway, Slovis was, his quarterback coach in Arizona was Kurt Warner, for what it's worth. But as far as oh, wow. the USA Today, all Arizona mentions he was honorable mention junior and senior year in high school in that state but he's now again sc's not starting with the ball second half but he's now going to be taking the field with the trojans in this one and no official word on daniels yet right no except he was carted off after being in the medical tent sacked fumbled late first half couldn't put any weight on his right leg as he was leaving the field so no it did not look good at all as for the upset at tennessee today no, Georgia, Georgia State, a 24-point underdog on pregame. Clay, Clay should just resign because of that, but go ahead. The Vols lose at home to Georgia State 38-30, giving up 17 straight points in the fourth quarter to the visitors. <sighs> Georgia State was 2-10 and 10 last season. I looked it up. They won the opener against Kennesaw State, a close game. and then Always a big game. 1-10 and 10 the rest of the season. Today, Georgia State was receiving a reported $950,000 guarantee, and they wow. Back and win the game wow. against Tennessee. So until this Auburn comeback tonight, it was not a good day at all. For That's the what SEC. I said. That's what I said. Ole Miss, They're embarrassing. Ole Miss lost at Memphis 15-10. Missouri lost at Wyoming tonight 37-31. See when you play road games. South Carolina's game <laughs> in Charlotte. They gagged to North Carolina as the Tar Heels got two fourth quarter touchdowns uh. and two late interceptions. By the way, there is a Sunday night game, as we know. Chris Plank's number four ranked Oklahoma Sooners are hosting Houston. He's due yeah, well, join us after post game. Well, we'll see about that. I say if they lose, he won't have the guts to show. <laughs> did did he, did they have a lot of fun? Uh, did you have a lot of fun with Arnie last week to Sager after that Arizona game, or were you just too busy talking Andrew Luck to? Oh, you? I brought it up. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't get to f- catch the final. What happened in that game? I missed it. Oh, they. Oh, I I, I did see. Never mind. Yeah, it's yeah been, we're a basketball school and and <laughs> we're conference. We're oh, Ivy hasn't League been ac- good the last couple we're, years either. We're Ivy League academics. What do you want? You know, you mentioned, Artie, that there wasn't much buzz going into this college football season. UCLA-Cincinnati was one of the ESPN openers, and then it was Utah-BYU, two Pac-12 teams involved. Those two games Thursday night for ESPN were their two lowest-rated openers of the last decade-plus. It averaged 1.6 million viewers. Yankees-Dodgers got 2.4 million for ESPN on Sunday night. So, still, college football got a better rating than whatever that NFL preseason garbage was on Thursday night. But, no, not good for ESPN on Thursday night. You've got to give us a little bit more of a punch to start the season off. uh, Yeah, we got one tonight because Oregon should have gone up Again, probably by three touchdowns. Even if they settle for a field goal in the first half before that turnovers. (laughs) Horrible. Uh, Yeah, Auburn with the late touchdown pass to beat Oregon in a top 20 matchup, 27-21. And how about Boise State's week? That was a good win. Nobody talked about that yet. Yeah, They were out of it at Florida State. And again, the game was in Tallahassee because it was supposed to be in Jacksonville. And then with the hurricane pending, they moved it, refunded everybody's ticket price, by the way. Moved it to Florida State. Students in for free and about 10 bucks for everybody else. Boise State's losing to the Seminoles, 31-13, <laughs> and the late first half, and they come back to win 36-31. Oh. Well, and Les Miles is Kansas coach now. They were losing late but got a late touchdown pass to beat mighty Indiana State 24-17. 
All right. Well, good for last. Thank you, DeSager. Uh, two hours are in the books. By the way, Fresno with the ball, and they're driving. They're at the USC 10. It's going to be first and goal. Uh, they trail right now, um, 17-10. And believe it or not, they fumbled, and USC recovered. At least I think they did. So USC is going to uh, dodge a, a tie score there. So anyway, 17-10 USC uh, leading right now. I will right, come back for the power hour. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. It is the power hour of the show as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, Fresno adds a field goal. USC still up 17-13. Still about 10 minutes left in the third. So plenty of time in the second half. You want to tweet the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. By the way, Bernie Fratto will join us in about 20 minutes from now. Uh, He comes on after us. He'll give us his perspective on what happened today, what to look forward to tomorrow, and get you ready for week one of the NFL. Bernie joins us in about 20 minutes. A lot to get to, and plus you'll get my picks coming up or our picks. Coming up at 45 past the hour. Um, lots to get to this hour, Torres, so we get right into it. Top 25 action. Um, we'll take a final look at what happened today. Nothing really earth-shattering. Yes, Tennessee lost. Alabama pulled away late. But I guess the big game everybody's talking about, Oregon and Auburn. Oregon, I thought, pretty much dominated the game, at least had this game um, in a winnable point. They fall in the second half, getting outscored 21-7. The turnovers just crushed them. Justin Herbert, less than 250 yards passing. Give Auburn credit for hanging in there. Auburn wins it with a touchdown, nine seconds left of the game, 27-21. The Pac-12 continues to lose. Auburn gets the victory, Torres. Pac-12 continues to lose with, as you said, USC now kind of falling apart with their backup true freshman quarterback in a devastating loss for Oregon. That's the only way to put it. We've been over it throughout the show for people who didn't see it. Two separate chances early in the game to put points on the board. They came away with zero, uh, including one drop touchdown pass, including a fumble in the red zone on the goal line that was basically returned like 90 yards the other way for Auburn devastating loss for Oregon I think it's a loss that's going to linger all year because I do think Auburn they're a team that's probably the fifth sixth fourth best team in the in the SEC and if Oregon really is a team that's going to compete for a Pac-12 championship it's going to be a bad loss for them throughout the year Aaron one game we didn't talk about and I think it was seven nothing middle Tennessee as they were taking on Michigan and I had a big smile on my face going wow I can only imagine what Harbaugh's yelling on the sideline now um yes Michigan came back had the game somewhat in hand, though um, you didn't feel like they were going to lose it, but certainly not impressive. They win 40-21. They give up the late touchdown. That was the difference in that one. But um, I guess I'd probably give them a C plus B minus. I still expected a lot more of them. Still have question marks about the quarterback with Patterson, but um, a win is a win. But uh, again, they don't look as good as Ohio State does. Yeah, weird game. Uh, First of all, Michigan, which made its bones on defense last year, gives up 300 yards of total offense. So Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, Not good because, as you said, whether it's Ohio State, whether it's Penn State, they play Notre Dame this year, they're going to face a lot better competition in the coming weeks than Middle Tennessee State. Uh, To be honest, you know, this one was on during 
Oregon-Auburn, I have to go back and kind of look at it a little bit more. But just looking at it on the surface, not a good performance for Michigan in what is, as we all know, a very important year for Jim Harbaugh. He's got to get it done this year, not the way he wanted things to start off. You also mentioned the SEC, not a good uh not a good strong week number one for them with Tennessee going down, South Carolina going down. Um, what was it, Ole Miss, I believe? Yep, they lost uh, to Memphis. Yep. Yeah, they lost to Memphis. So is the SEC not as strong as we always thought it wasn't like it, it was in the years past? Or are we jumping a little bit uh, to conclusions right now? Well, I think the bottom of the league is pretty average. Uh, I think what will be interesting is at the top, LSU, which you said earlier in the show, 100% correct, they look really good dominating Georgia Southern. And Georgia, look, we all know how close that they've been against Alabama. So I think right now, I I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that the bottom of the league is not very good uh, with, as you referenced, Ole Miss losing, Tennessee losing, Wyoming beating Missouri. Uh, But I I do think the upper part of the league is still pretty good, and it's just a matter of whether those teams can kind of continue to separate themselves and, as we see towards the end of the year, have have a team or two in the – one team will be in the college football playoff conversation. The question is whether a second team will be. Most impressive team um, with their win today. Was it Alabama over Duke? Were you impressed with maybe Georgia over Vanderbilt? I know Ohio State uh, gave up late points to Florida Atlantic, but they look pretty good. To me, it was either LSU and their big victory over Georgia Southern, who's no great shakes, but still, LSU flexed their muscle, and I, I thought they were good coming on in. Um, and I know they played Idaho, but the show's tonight, so um, <laughs> Idaho State, could be the second best team in the country for all who we know knows. Right now. But yeah, uh, Penn State, uh, it certainly wasn't the old Penn State teams. Um, you know, that was three yards in a cloud of dust. Uh, I'm starting to think that this team is also really, really good. They were impressive also today, Torres. I'll tell you this, uh, I thought you were going to laugh at me because I was going to say LSU, and I know they played Georgia Southern, but for this team, which for so long has struggled offensively, can't put up points, they don't want to pass the ball, Joe Burrow, five touchdown passes, 350 yards passing. I thought it was a great effort. I didn't even think of Penn State, but to your point, 79 points, and oh, by the way, a guy that was basically their third-string quarterback last year making his first career start today, I thought it was a great effort for them overall. By the way, a game we would never talk about, but I just want to bring up Maryland 79 nothing over Howard, and they had that 79 nothing lead, I believe, at the end of three or early in the fourth quarter. Uh, come on, you got to stop with games like this. I know you want to get an easy win, but it doesn't have to be that easy. You can make it somewhat of a challenge, don't you, Torres, or what? What if, what if Maryland is just that good? How do you know? Maybe they're just that good. Well, don't schedule Howard, though. I mean, but they could have put, put up 100 points today if they wanted to. You say that, but Northern Iowa almost beat Iowa State today. Georgia, you know, you'd say don't schedule Georgia Southern if you're Tennessee, but they won. Yes, I mean, you can't, yes. You can't say that. I mean, it's just, you know, Mer- maybe Maryland's that good. We just don't know. If you want to get any of your thoughts in on the college football week one, a real simple Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. So go ahead and do that. Uh, by the way, USC just scored long run. They're up now. Is it 24 13? Did I yep. get that right? Yep. So, right. Um, yeah, once again, we won't see uh, more of the freshmen, but uh, USC hanging on uh, against a Fresno team that lost a lot of players from last year. I think it was like four or five, four of their offensive linemen from last year. A lot off their defense, and they're giving uh, USC all they could handle right now, Torres. 
Uh, yeah. No, this, uh, listen, the thing with USC, I think they'll probably hold on to win this game, but true freshman at quarterback, and uh, let's be honest, they are not going to win very many games going forward. They play Stanford next week. They have Washington, they have Utah, they have BYU before the end of this month, and they have Notre Dame early next month, a bunch of those games on the road. So USC, one, they need to hold on today, but two, they got to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. They, as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, they have a, a their backup entered the transfer portal this week, and I do wonder if maybe there's a chance that he comes back to the program after what happened. Week one of the NFL starts on Thursday with the Packers and the Bears, but a lot of news going on today. One of them is former Bills running back Sean McCoy getting reunited with Chiefs coach Andy Reid. Uh, they've agreed on a one-year $4 million deal that includes about $3 million in guaranteed bonuses. Um, first of all, right off the bat, good pickup uh, by Kansas City. They're all in this year. They look like they're ready to roll. They've um, obviously uh, taking care of the running back spot now since uh, Kareem Hunt is gone, and they look like the best team in the AFC. Yeah, I, I just like this move for so many different reasons. LaShawn McCoy, obviously, look, he's uh, 31 years old right now. He isn't the same player that he has been. No. At KC, he doesn't have to be. Give him five, seven touches a game. Be creative with him. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Travis Kelsey. You have all these offensive weapons. He can be just another guy there. Uh, Look, his best days are behind him, but I like this move a lot for Casey. I like just having another weapon in that offense. Absolutely. And, you know, the Bills decided they were going to go ahead and move on from him. Certainly understandable. So now you've got, what, Damian Williams. Uh, you got LaShawn McCoy. Um, Certainly helps fill in the gap a little bit. I like what Randy Reed's doing. I like what Kansas City's doing. Getting uh, So, you know, again, trying to fill that hole, it's going to be tough, but it certainly looks like they've been able to do it. It won't be as great as it with, with um, you know, when they had Hunt, but it's certainly going to be dynamic, no doubt about that. What do you think of Ezekiel Elliott, though? When does that get done? I guess the Cowboys and Zeke close to getting a deal done here. Did you think he was going to go ahead and miss some games, or was that Jerry just posturing and, and, and trying to bluff his way to, to getting a little less money towards Zeke? I don't think – I never thought that he was going to miss games, um, mostly because, one, listen, I think part of it was Zeke really probably wanted nothing to do with the preseason. That's one. But two, Jerry Jones, as has been discussed at length many, many, many times, he has been through this before with an elite running back, Emmett Smith, years ago, and he knows – you don't play you don't have your guy week 1 it could cost you and this is a at least at the top Philly is going to be tough in the division this is it's it's tough enough to win games in this league as you can behind without your best play. it's tough enough to win period but now you're taking out the guy that's the heart and soul of your defense i always thought it was going to get done by week 1 and it looks like it might be that way now i have the cowboys in kansas city going to the super bowl what was your super bowl pick going to be um, do you have any sleepers or are you going with pretty much chalk? What do you got? Well, I think I told you a few weeks ago, I, I like Pittsburgh in the AFC. I really do. They were top 10 in offense, top 10 in defense last year, um, and they struggled because there was a lot of turmoil in the locker room. I think removing Antonio Brown, we've seen that for as gifted as he is, he does cause headaches, he does cause problems. Uh, I think they're going to be really good. And in the NFC, I still don't know where I'm going to go, Arnie. 
I can't believe I'm saying this. I think I like the Cowboys too if they can Ooh, get Zeke for Week One. I really wow. Because listen, the Rams I think are the most talented team in that in that conference. But we all what know, about the Eagles? I like the Eagles. I don't love them. And do we really trust that Carson Wentz is going to stay healthy for well, sixteen that, games? That's why I said that the Cowboys have the Patriot syndrome, where if you don't believe Philadelphia, and then you're certainly not buying the Giants and the Redskins. This could be an easy division for the Cowboys to win at best-case scenario. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it could turn out like that. Absolutely. And and there are – listen, Philly, I understand they just won the Super Bowl two years ago, but there are plenty of questions about him, uh, starting with the quarterback. And even then, even when he played last year, they lost a lot of weird games. They struggled at times. And so I look at that, the entire conference, and I don't know about you, Arnie, I don't know if I trust anybody in the NFC South – the Saints at times down the stretch struggled last year. I don't know if Cam Newton can stay healthy. I don't trust Matt Ryan. And so you start looking around the rest of the league. I don't think the Cowboys are a terrible pick, mostly assuming, of course, that Ezekiel Elliott is back for week one. If you were ranking the AFC teams, where do you, where do you put the Texans now? Ooh, I mean, there's a question. Kansas City one, Patriots two, then the Texans. Is it Kansas City one, Patriots two? Uh, Pittsburgh, three, and then the Texans, or the Texans all of a sudden jump up? You tell me. Do you think Cleveland's in the mix there? I mean, personnel-wise. very well could be in the mix, absolutely. I, I guess, according to Vegas, they're the favorite to win that division. Yeah, I would still say fourth or fifth, but I do think they've taken a monumental leap as far as being the heavy favorites in that division with obviously Andrew Luck being yes, out one. Yes, yes, And two, I don't trust Tennessee at all. So now you talk they about— They may have—what were we going to say? You talk about Patriot syndrome, right? Well, exactly. And yeah. the thing is, too, Arnie, we got to remember— the two best teams, you always talk about the importance of getting the bye in the first round of the playoffs. It's not always the two best teams that get that bye. Right, Sometimes right. it's based on the division. That's your argument for the Patriots is they benefit from a weak division. And so if the Texans go 5-1 and one in that division, maybe 6-0, yep. and oh, which I think is in play, all of a sudden you're talking about a team that probably gets a first round bye. They get the first playoff game at home. And so, yeah, it isn't crazy to it, think that the Texans could end up as one of the better teams. In that isn't team. it weird? People think that the uh, Vegas says the Patriots are going to win their division. Uh, big favorites there. Uh, now the Texans have to be big favorites for the AFC South. Uh, the Cowboys are probably uh, you know somewhat favorites for the, the NFC East out there. Uh, you start to look at maybe some of these uh, three or four divisions feel like they've already got a winner. Uh, we'll ask Bertie Fratto that. He's coming up next. Uh, first of all, let's check in with Steve DeSager and see what's going on, what's happening out there, DeSager. Good update on Coach Bob Davey. He was Notre Dame coach 20 years ago. For years, has been at uh, New Mexico and had to go to the hospital after tonight's win. The school says on behalf of the Davey family, we would like to thank everyone for their thoughts and prayers. Coach Davey is doing well and recovering, surrounded oh, by family. News. Your continued thoughts, prayers, and privacy are greatly appreciated. It was... Of note that the postgame press conference was uh, canceled, and in fact, in a close win tonight against Sam Houston State in Albuquerque, Coach Davey was seen with his hands at his chest during the game and kneeled down during the action at one point, Mm. so apparently heart-related, and it was an ambulance that took him to University of New Mexico Hospital with his wife in the front seat right after the game. So at least we have this statement updating us from University of New Mexico that he's doing well and recovering. Well, that's certainly good news, so glad we're able to hear that. Uh, We'll come back. We'll hear from Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas. We'll see the Vegas perspective. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. USC up 24-13. USC will have it first and goal at the one-yard line, so... They're looking to add more points on the board. Let's get right to our guest. He comes on after us with Straight Out of Vegas. It's our buddy, Bernie Fratto. Bernie, right off the bat, any bad beats out there? I saw that Oregon, which all they had to do was kick a field goal. They would have won, and the people betting Oregon would have covered. They get the late touchdown. Bad beat if you had Oregon today. Oh, I'll tell you, I was one of them, and I got it. Oh! But uh, but that actually helped the books, guys, because so many folks had Oregon on the money line that when Auburn won outright, the books actually profited. I talked to Jeff Davis of Caesars Entertainment. He's coming on the show later. As far as the spread, it was pretty equal both ways. But how about those Georgia State Panthers? If you put $100 down... You collected 1,450. You know, since 2004, SEC teams laying 24 points or more, 129 and four straight up before today. By the way, interestingly enough, who knows why? The heaviest handle today was Akron, Illinois. And by the way, Arnie, you nailed it. Your Kent State Golden Flashes came through that syndicate money they covered. And how about Colorado? Somebody put twenty grand on Colorado, laying twelve and a half. It got steamed to fourteen. They front, they, you know, they uh, front doored that number the other night. So we're off and running in college football. Wow! So can I ask you a random question that you might not have an answer to, Bernie? We see, we hear every week these bets of they bet ten thousand dollars to win eighty bucks, <laughs> and sometimes you get burned. I saw stories of people that bet, you know, 
$1,000, $5,000 on a Tennessee win straight up today that got burned. Why do people do it? Is it just be- is it for the excitement? Is it because they feel like it's a 100% safe bet? I mean, it just seems so preposterous to me given the, the payback on a lot of these bets. Well, you're right on all accounts, Aaron. Number one, it's preposterous. <laughs> Number two, I'm of the belief that the vast majority of people who do that get high making the bet, not winning the bet. It's it's presumed they're going to win the bet. Like you just said, it feels like a lock. They feel like they're right. They justify their opinion. And they get high making the bet. And that, you know, pros would never do that. Sharp people would never do that. But you're exactly right. It's an emotional decision. They justify it with logic. And it doesn't always hit. And I'll tell you, when you're left holding the bag, it ain't fun. Uh, Bernie, you were telling me that uh, Vegas was concerned about Nebraska. Um, what was going on there? Because uh, Nebraska won by, uh, what, 14? Well, uh, now, well, I, I'll tell you, what, maybe we got our signals crossed. I would say this, that there's a lot of money that's come in to uh, win the national championship. Ah. And, and the most money, believe it or not, is on Georgia. Okay. Oklahoma's second, Alabama's third, Ohio State's fourth, Clemson's fifth. And by the way, just this last week, someone came in to put 10K on Alabama at 5-2 to two to win it all. And the next day, someone put 20K on Alabama to win it all. Wow. But there is huge liability on LSU, Notre Dame, and Utah. If for any reason those teams won the national championship, the books would get absolutely killed. And... Uh, you know, there, there you have it. We got a long season ahead of us. Yep. I want to switch to the NFL real quick, Burn. We we talked uh, Arnie and I a little bit last segment about a lot of the moves today in the NFL, specifically Jadavian Clowney, because this is one that to the casual fan it feels like a big deal. But then I also hear people like you say all the time that outside elite quarterbacks. Uh, it doesn't really impact wins and losses in Vegas, how they feel about teams. Does Jadavian Clowney going to the Seahawks mean anything to you as a sharp better? Not really. It, it, it's only going to move the line half a point. And I think the bottom line is, other than quarterbacks who can move a line six to eight points, um, a defensive player like that, I mean, even in Lawrence Taylor, Maybe half a point. They're not going to move it that much. I think when you know when he gets to Seattle, he's going to help them, of course, shore that defense up. But in terms of the number, in terms of the liability to books, no. And Arnie, I owe you an apology. Ooh. You are right. I had a brain cramp. Here's why the books are worried about Nebraska. And thank you for reminding me. Okay. Caesars Entertainment, Arnie, is spreading their wings across the nation, and they opened up at Horseshoe Hammond in Indiana uh, tomorrow. And they opened up in Iowa already, and they're getting crushed. The, the, the position on Nebraska is so heavy now in <laughs> Iowa and even in Oklahoma that if Nebraska were to win the national championship, the, the, the books would you know, maybe have to get a loan. That, that's what they're worried about. <laughs> What's happening, what you're finding is yeah. some of these out, outer states where a team, the home state team, is there – there's lopsided action, and so again, I apologize. Thanks for reminding me. That's all right. That was the situation, Arnie. That in the in, in Iowa, so much money has been taken on Nebraska so far that the, the books are generally worried. Before we get to Week One of the NFL, though, um, I'm, a lot of action coming in tomorrow with the maybe Houston Oklahoma game or a Louisville Notre Dame game, or not really. No, you're right. There will be a lot of action on both games. So the handle is very heavy because obviously it's the only game. 
and it's on TV. Oklahoma currently minus 23. The total is 80, and Woo. 62% of the wow. tickets are on the over, 55% of the cash on Oklahoma. Sleepy and I both like the under. We think it's too much to ask for offenses to come out of the gate and be that hot that fast. Louisville, Monday, minus 18 over, oh, excuse me, Louisville catching 18 yes, against Notre yes. Dame. And the total is 54, 94% of the tickets on the under, 83% of the tickets on Notre Dame. Wow. Uh, I kind of lean a little Louisville there. Remember, teams, we talked about this a few weeks ago, Louisville 1-11 against the number last year. Teams have a tendency to bet back, uh, to snap back, and Lions have a tendency to be overvalued. So wouldn't be surprised if the dog covered on Monday. So obviously, as Arnie just referenced, NFL season coming up next week. Yes. What is the status of the Super Contest, which is obviously the big buzz in Vegas this time of year? How do I get it? Is it too late to get into it, Bernie, or what? No, the deadline is September 7th, and you can hire a proxy. And I uh, talked to Jay Cornegay. The Superbook contest is, uh, by the way, going bonkers. They're going to set another record this year. Wow. They've already got 2,500 entries. And last year they had 3,100, and the winner collected a million four. This year it looks like they'll wow. get to about 3,500 entries, and that would give the winner – who wins the whole thing, uh, $1.5 million. Wow. But they've also got bonuses along the way. So if you're the leader after four weeks, you get a $15,000 bonus. And if you're the leader at the halfway point, you get a $15,000 bonus. And then let's say you're out of the contest and you're buried. The final three weeks, whoever has the best record the final three weeks can also collect a $15,000 bonus. Wow. And the big development this year, guys, is that people who live in Nevada can submit their weekly selections via the Superbook app, right on their phone. They don't have to go there and uh, go to the window as they've had to do in the past. How much does it cost to enter? $1,500. And, a lot, you know, what you find are a lot of teams that go in. Guys yeah. in an office, you might have five guys that put up 300 bucks or whatever. That's actually uh, very common, and you can even make a couple of entries. And, by the way, just to show you how crazy people are, Aaron, the Superbook this week took three bets at 10000 to one for Rutgers to win the national championship. How do you do what? that? Rutgers. What? what? I don't know what the amounts were, but they actually took live bets. And by the way, the biggest liability that the books have for the NFL regular season to win the division, the Raiders at 18-1. to 1. So there's a couple of long shots. Well, we'll see what happens. Bernie Fratto, he's coming up at the top of the hour straight out of Vegas. Can't wait for it. Thanks a lot, Bernie. Thanks for having me, guys. I uh, appreciate it. Oh, I love talking Vegas, love talking gambling. I may enter that, 1500 That's chump change for somebody like DeSager. Let's see what's trending with DeSager, what's going on, DeSager. You're going to have another kid just because you can steal his college fund. Yes, <laughs> I, I think I should enter, 1500 You know, I was actually going to enter the Demolition Derby out here at the uh, at the fair. Oh, really? Uh, over the weekend. Like I Pinky Tuscadero. Yeah, the no, old Happy serious. Days episodes. Exactly. I'm, I'm being serious. I was going to enter. I'm going to enter next time. You were going to be in the car driving yes, in a demolition yes, derby. Yes. For those who don't know, the old yes. wide world of sports clips from the 70s where yes. they would junk cars by actually yes. purposely putting all these cars in a ring 
And uh, essentially, you just hit each other, right? Yes. Until I, I one car is not going anymore. I, I would have put it on like Periscope or something. You guys definitely would have watched that. I would love it. <laughs> well, we do only have one football game going at the revamped LA Coliseum. USC opening its season with a 31-13 lead through three quarters against Fresno State. Their starting quarterback, JT Daniels, late left first half with a knee injuries. Late first half, he's back on the sidelines on crutches. The other late game at UNLV is in the final second. 56-23, Vegas going to beat Southern Utah. And number 23, Washington State got a 58-7 win against New Mexico State. The Cougars' new starting quarterback had five touchdown passes. Anthony Gordon was 29 of 35, 420 yards. Number two, Alabama led Duke 14-3 in the third quarter. In Atlanta, 42-3 was the final. Tua Tonga Bailoa, four touchdown passes, three of them in the third quarter. Number three, Georgia, a 30-6 win at Vanderbilt tonight. Fifth-ranked Ohio State with its new quarterback, Justin Fields, scored touchdowns on their first four drives today and beat mm. Florida Atlantic 45-21. to FAU punted on its first eight drives, by the way. For number six, LSU at home tonight, Joe Burrow, five touchdown passes in the first half. Tigers beat Georgia Southern 55-3. to Number seven, Michigan 40-21 to over Middle Tennessee. At number 10, Texas, Longhorn Sam Ellinger with four touchdown passes and a 45-14 win over Louisiana Tech. And in Arlington, Texas, Auburn with the late TD pass beat Oregon 27-21. The game winner with nine seconds left. Auburn had trailed 21-6 mid-third quarter. Mm. Victories for Washington and Iowa. Wins for, uh, well, Iowa State ranked 21st. Somehow Jeez. got a win. Triple overtime beat Northern Iowa 29-26. Number 22 Syracuse was at Liberty. In Virginia, Liberty got a home game against a ranked team and got shut out. Syracuse 24-0 the final. A total of seven turnovers in the game. The disgraced Hugh Freeze is the Liberty Jeez. football coach now. Ex of Old Miss. Boy, Liberty has sold its soul in recent years. A little bit like Baylor actually. The strange, strange thing in this game I don't know if you saw the clips, but Hugh Freeze has had major back problems. Had been in the hospital. Infection as well. He was in the press box with a headset on in a hospital bed reclining. And no. talking to his coaches from the pet box in a hospital bed no. upstairs at this little stadium tonight. It was a strange, strange sight. Crazy. Uh, Nebraska and Stanford each with wins. Boise State came back to win at Florida State. Georgia State with the upset win at Tennessee. And then there was Maryland shutting out Howard University, yeah, seventy-nine to nothing, and fifteenth-ranked Penn State beat Idaho, seventy-nine to seven. The Seahawks acquired defensive end Jadebian Clowney from Houston. Buffalo cut running back Lashawn McCoy. Kansas City signed McCoy tonight. The Patriots released quarterback Brian Hoyer. Green Bay cut quarterback Deshaun Kaiser. My, uh, Minnesota waived former first-round wide receiver Laquan Treadwell, and Washington cut former first-round wide receiver Josh Dotson. NFL clubs had to reduce their rosters to 53 by this afternoon. And did you see the story on Jarek McKinnon? He's going to miss another NFL season. The 49ers running back needs another knee operation. Texans picked up running back Carlos Hyde from the Chiefs. In Major League Baseball, the Cardinals won a doubleheader, won both against the Reds, while the Cubs got shot out at home. Arizona won it six straight, coming back against the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw, 6-5. The guys are back in 10 seconds. First a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. 
Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. U.S. Open number one, Naomi Osaka, the defending champ, beat 15-year-old American Coco Goff in a third-round match, 6-3-6 love. And USA Basketball plays its World Cup opener in the morning, our time, against the Czech Republic. Host China won its opener today. Guys, back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sagers. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Uh, just go to geico.com, or you could give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, one college game still going on, USC 31-13 over Fresno. Uh, about 13 minutes left in this one. We told you earlier, uh, JT Daniels went down with an injured, I think it was right knee, uh, I saw him standing on the sidelines in his clothes on crutches. So um, I guess we can't tell anything from that. We'll have to wait till we get the medical report on that one. Yeah, obviously USC holding on right now. They're up 31-13, so they're doing okay. But in the long term, uh, one, you feel terrible for the kid. Two, USC, interestingly enough, their backup quarterback entered the transfer portal this week. Yeah. And three, that schedule gets a lot tougher. They're going to, they're going to, I think they'll survive tonight. They should survive tonight up 31 13, but they're going to need something going forward because it's not going to be easy. All right. Uh, over to the NFL. Week one starts on Thursday. We'll get the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Good way to start the season off. You know what I mean? Usually they go with the team, um, you know, with the uh, with the Super Bowl rematch. They decided to go with the what the hundred year tradition. So we're going to get the Bears and the Packers excited to get things uh, kicked off on Thursday in the NFL. Yeah, the Bears are one of those really interesting ones to me. Obviously, the Packers are always interesting with Aaron Rodgers and the new head coach. But the 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 Bears. I mean, I know they won the division, but do we really trust Mitchell Trubisky? And is he going to make that next step? I think they're one of the more interesting teams to me. Arnie, you and I spent a lot of time talking about teams that could potentially go from worst to first. Right. Who's good that could str- who was good last year that could struggle this year. I think the Bears are one of those teams that could take a step back this year. Um, how come we're not more into the Green Bay Packers? Especially now that you'll have Aaron Rodgers 100%. What are we missing on this team? I thought there'd be more people jumping on that Green Bay Packer bandwagon. It doesn't seem like they're coming in and all of a sudden they're they're not flatlining, but it seems like they're trending downward. Well, I mean, look, I mean, they missed the playoffs last year. Mike McCarthy got fired. Um, they lost some really bad games. They lost the, the worst team in the league, Arizona, at home. So I get it. Um, but I also think, look, this is, to me, such an important year for Aaron Rodgers, not just because he is, of course, now uh, you know, 35 years old. It's going to be 36 by the end of the season. But listen, you know, you've been butting heads with Mike McCarthy for years and it's put up or shut up time. You got a new coach, he's an, you know, a young offensive innovator. He should be a guy that you mesh well with. And at a certain point, you know, everyone's so quick to make excuses for Aaron Rodgers. At a certain point, it's going to fall on him if they continue to struggle. One of the big news today, the Texans and Dolphins make a trade. Uh Texans get Laramie Tunzel, they get wide receiver Kenny Stills. In return, the Dolphins are getting a first-round draft pick in 2020, a first-round draft pick in 2021, a second-round pick in 2021, uh, a couple of uh, an offensive linemen in a corner. But for the most part, they are uh, draft pick rich. 
They'll have two picks in the first, second, and third rounds in 2020 and two picks in the first round in 2021. They're in a position to trade up and get Tua or if they want to wait on and get Trevor Lawrence. But they're in a position to certainly make an impact and get the number one pick next year. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do, just suffer and, and be 0-16 this year with my Dolphins and let them just be miserable. But I won't be able to even watch them at this point, Torres. They've been pretty unwatchable the last couple of years. Thank Arnie. you. Yes, and thank by, you. I understand that. And by last couple of years, I really mean last couple of decades. But what is the alternative? Are you would you rather go six and ten next year and not get a quarterback that's going to help you win, or would you rather bottom out and hope you can get Tua or Justin Herbert or Jake Fromm or whoever you think that guy is that can be the difference maker for you? No, I just want Tua. I don't want <laughs> Herbert. I'm not, I'm not tanking for Herbert. I'm not tanking for anybody else. Um, Horrible I'll tank for Herbert. For Tua. It doesn't have the same ring. I know that, but I'll tank for Tua. I'll tank for Trevor. I'm not tanking for anybody else out there, but it is a tough. And by the way, you're tanking one year, then how long is it going to take in growing pains for Tua to come along? And by the by the way, do you think Tua is going to have a good NFL career? Or you know, as you mentioned, Ryan Fowler brought up he lost 18 pounds coming into this season. Was that part of the injuries that he had last year because of his weight? Well, I just, listen, I mean, he, he was banged up by the end of last year. Um, I get losing weight makes you kind of more nimble, but I, I just worry about him not so much right now, this time of year, him being Tua, but just over the course of a 12, 13, 14 game season in college, and then of course how it translates to the NFL next year. And so I think there are reasons for concern. I will also say he looked awesome today. I think he completed 12 straight passes at one point. Um, you know, Alabama's got some great wide receivers, but he's crazy accurate. He throws a good deep ball. I get the buzz with Tua, and I think he's going to have a really good season and a really good NFL career. Now, the Chargers have spoken up. They said, okay, uh, Melvin Gordon, if you're not going to go ahead and accept our offer, and we felt like he, we gave you a pretty good one, go ahead, work out a trade, go wherever you want. I guess him and his representatives are going to try to figure out to work out a trade. I'm not so sure who's going to be the first team to jump up and say, we want him, we want him. Um, what do you think is going to jump on up? You tell me what's going to happen. I think what's going to jump on up is some common sense for Melvin Gordon because I think the market is going to dictate that uh, the offer that he has from the Sandy – how did I just say San Diego? L.A. Chargers, yes. The L.A. Chargers – is the best offer on the table, and it's going to continue to be the best offer on the table because there is not a crazy demand for uh, running backs who are not elite like Ezekiel Elliott, not durable. Remember, he's only played 16 games one time in his career. He's only rushed for 1,000 yards one time in his career. He is not Ezekiel Elliott. He's not Todd Gurley, and the Chargers are offering him very reasonable, good money for a guy that has produced the way that he has. So I think what we're, what he's going to learn is the market for me might not be quite as good as I think it is. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show with our picks. That's next right here on Fox Sports. Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Of course, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Remember, coming up at the top of the hour, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. He'll give you the Vegas perspective. One game still going on. It's going to end at 2 o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, but USC 31, Fresno 16, still 10.25 left in this one. So USC not quite out of the woods, if you didn't hear uh, JT Daniels. Went down with a serious knee injury. It did not look good. We can't really speculate. Uh, but um, at this point, uh, I, I don't know if uh, 
um, it will be good news when you hear what will happen, but I don't know if he'll make it back this year. It'll just look really bad. It looked really bad. He's on crutches on the sideline. I don't think it's going to be good. And USC, their schedule gets really tough oh. starting next week with Stanford. They're in big trouble if he's not back for that game. All right, give us a little music. Put us in the mood. Let's get to our predictions. Uh, let's start with the, the game tomorrow where Houston is playing Chris Plank's Oklahoma team. By the way, Chris Plank uh, will be filling in for Jason Martin tonight, 3 a.m. Eastern. Give him a lot of grief. I'm taking Houston plus the 23. I think they could pull off the upset, and I'm always going against Chris Plank, so I'm always taking against Oklahoma in this one. Um, and I also think Houston's actually a pretty good team, and 23 is too much there. I think they'll put such a good effort that Chris Plank will show up to the show late because he'll be embarrassed about his Oklahoma Sooners. Give me Houston plus the 23. Yeah, I do uh, weekly picks every week, and I actually have the Houston-Oklahoma uh, over in this game. I know that Bernie Fratto said it's a bad bet, but I already took it. <laughs> I got 79.5. One thing to keep in mind. It's 83 now, by the way. There you go. So first of all, Vegas is working in my favor. Second of all, Houston's head coach, Dana Holgerson, was at West Virginia last year. West Virginia put up 56 on Oklahoma, so you think it's high scoring. I do think Oklahoma wins. On Monday, uh, Louisville and Notre Dame. Notre Dame opened up as a 19.5 point favorite, actually down to 18 now. I think that's way too much also, especially for an opening game. Uh, a one bounce, one turnover. Next thing you know, Louisville's put a couple of touchdowns on the board. Now you got to have Notre Dame score 32. Way too much. Give me Louisville plus the 18. I'm with you. Louisville plus 18. New head coach, but that's a good thing for that program. Notre Dame actually lost a lot off last year's team that made the playoff, including a lot off their defense. Defense. Because of it, I think Notre Dame wins, but I do think Louisville actually ends up covering. All right, uh, one other game, no line yet because it's not till next week, but I'm picking LSU to smack around Texas Woo! because I'm not believing in Texas. Uh, but the NFL starts on Thursday. I'm taking Green Bay plus the three against Chicago. You mentioned how you're not sold on Chicago and um, a lot of people jumping on the Bears bandwagon this year. Uh, you may be right on that one. I'm going to get on Green Bay early. Give me the Packers plus the three. I'm 100% with you, Arnie. I thought last year uh, Matt Nagy, the head coach, did a good job of covering up uh, you know, Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky's deficiencies. There's only so much you can do with another year of film on him. As I said, this is a big year for Aaron Rodgers. If they don't start winning, it's going to fall more on him than it has in the past because of it. I do like uh, Green Bay to cover, and I actually like him to win outright in Chicago. All right. Uh, by the way, we've got to thank the crew, Ryan Bershinger, our producer. But just for today, uh, and then we're, we're going to bounce him off the show because um, he's a Laker fan. And you can't root for teams that aren't winning. You can't do that it's on true. this show. This is a so, Clippers town now. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thanks to Ryan. Thanks to the Sager. And, of course, thanks to Dolphin Don Brown. Uh, he's a Dolphin fan like me. Are we going to have to... You know, get rid of him also. It's going to be a miserable year. What's the higher number? Number of Dolphins fans on this show or number of Dolphins wins this year? Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane how many Dolphin uh, fans we have we around here. We have two. Here. So one. one Brian one. Noah is a Dolphin fan also. Oh, is he? Yeah. Ryan Fowler said he was a Dolphins fan too. So We're all going to suffer. We're all going to suffer. But you get here. two a year from now, it'll all be worth it. Yeah, but then it's still going to take him a while. No, Don't he's Tua. Like he's Tua. Way, Fresno trying to punch it in, still keep this a game. USC up 31-16 um, over Fresno. 
with about eight minutes left in this one. Remember, coming up next, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. Stick around for him. He'll give you the Vegas perspective. Uh, for Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.